Today's episode of The Trail Show is brought to you by Gossamer Gear. Gossamer Gear is a small, passionate company whose mission is to improve your backpacking experience. The good folks at Gossamer Gear live to create and produce products that will further enhance your enjoyment of the trail by lightening your load. Gossamer Gear's products have been featured in Backpacker Magazine, National Geographic Adventure Magazine, and in the New York Times. New York City! Check out their amazing line of backpacks and ultralight carbon fiber trekking poles today at gossamergear.com. Take less, do more. Gossamer Gear. All right, let's give Swami a call. We might even play a prank on him. You know, I have never heard that line. No? It's, uh, you know, I thought I'd try something new tonight. He's been out of the country, apparently. I was out drinking already. All right, so he he did know we were going to call him, right? He said he did. Unless he expected a Google chat. He went to take a leak. Hey, hello? Hello, Disco. Gilmoretto! Hey, there he is, Swami. It is P.O.D. Delo, Snorkel, Mags, and Disco from the Trail Show. How are you, sir? Very good, very good. How are you guys? Oh, we, we hear you've been out of the country recently. I have been. I just got back uh, last Thursday. Okay, and you were in South America, is that correct? I was in Colombia, yeah. Now, I should tell folks that... I actually knew Swami was going to Colombia, and I was kidding with him incessantly about purchasing kidnappers insurance and <laughs> and and maybe uh, having a security detail with him. And you know, he he assured me that things were different than they used to be. Say during the Escobar days twenty years ago, is that correct, Swami? <laughs> that is correct, Lawton. Yes. So, so could you tell me what happened to you twelve hours <laughs> with him being in the con- <laughs> in the country of Colombia? And you were there to go hiking, correct? Uh, well, mostly to go hiking. It was really, I mean, Columbia is just an incredible place. It's just a, a great combination of uh, not only natural wonders, but just the culture, the history, um, food, uh, coffee. It, it's really just a, a, an amazing place. But, uh, yeah, a big part of the trip was to go hiking. And uh, on my first, I didn't arrive until 1 a.m., and, and, you know, so I was, I was – I got in pretty late and you know, I slept for six, seven hours or so and then probably midday the, the following day, so I'd been there yeah, around 12 hours, I decided to uh, – <laughs> uh, Bogota is situated around 2,600 metres, around 8,500 feet or so above sea level. Okay. And because wow. this, this first place I was going to go hiking, uh, it's all at an altitude between thirteen and 17,000 feet, I wanted to get in as much acclimatisation as possible uh, before going up there and uh, – Anyway, so there's this mountain right in downtown Bogota called Montserrat. And uh, so I decided to go for a day hike up Montserrat and uh, it basically consists of hundreds and hundreds of steps. And uh, it's quite a famous mountain there in Bogota. And, you know, I'd heard quite a bit about it back in the day, back in the 90s and stuff. There used to be quite a bit of robberies and stuff going on. But I was assured that things were a lot safer now and it would be no worries. uh, Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, sure enough, I set off and... uh, and sure enough, there's like police stationed every 500 yards or so all the way up this mountain. And I'm um, hiking along. And in between, <laughs> probably about, I don't know, about 40% of the way up, uh, I was in between uh, where police were stationed. And this big guy, probably about, I don't know, 230, 240 pounds, comes towards me. Pretty big for a Colombian bloke. A little bit taller than I am, so probably about 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, uh, yeah. <laughs> He comes towards me, and he had this shady look about him. 
And uh, sure enough, as he gets with, with like three paces of me, he pulls out this knife and he says, Dummy plata, like give me money. <laughs> okay. And I look at him and I say, No. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and he wasn't really expecting me to say no, I don't think. And then, and then he, and then a little bit more aggressively, you know, he, he sort of he moves towards me with the knife. He says, Dummy plata again. And I said, No. And then a few swear words in Spanish uh, as well. And, uh, and anyway, at that point, he starts moving towards me, but the steps were quite wide. And as I said, this was, this was quite a big guy, like probably 230, 240. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I decided just to, I sort of stepped out of the way and then just ran as quickly as I could up the stairs, you know, <laughs> thinking that there was no way this guy could catch me. Yeah. And sure enough, he gave up after about 10 paces or so. You know? <laughs> and, um, so as I was going up, I kept going. Gave him finger as I went away, <laughs> and uh, and uh, anyway, I saw a policeman within about a minute and a half of seeing him, and I described this guy, and and he was quite distinctive looking. In addition to his size, he had these really clear eyes, which was quite strange. And uh, um, anyway, by clear, you mean you mean light colored eyes? Yeah, light colored eyes. Yeah, I had and, to uh, clarify that for the non-Spanish speakers. I knew what you meant. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, Anyway, so I told this policeman and he got on the phone and started calling some of the other policemen. So anyway, then I just kept on walking up to the top and uh, got something to eat up the top and took a few photos and stuff. And then I decided to walk back down. And, um, and then I saw these other policemen on the way back down and I asked them, you know, whether they'd seen this guy that, you know, I told their, their, um, their fellow policemen. About. And uh, sure enough, they, they telephone. And he says, oh, is this him? And they had a photo of him. And I said, yeah, yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. And uh, anyway, sure enough, they captured him. And he'd attempted to rob this other guy, this Colombian other Colombian guy. And um, anyway, actually grabbed the hold of him with the knife. And the guy was fortunate in that he, like, as he was grabbing him, he fell down the steps, injured his leg. But then he started screaming and and, and the, the guy, the, the, the assailant, ran away. And um, anyway, so I went down... To the bottom of the hill with these other policemen and they had this guy captured at the bottom of the steps and um and yes i had to identify him and, and uh oh my gosh what <laughs> anyway like um i had to tell this story over and over again and ended up telling it like nine different times to different policemen who sort of came in and they were all jotting it down on a piece of paper you know pieces of paper it wasn't until the final time i told the story that that someone actually put it into a computer. Um, <laughs> but after about the third time, I had to go to the police station then to help file this report with the other guy who, who'd been, you know, who he'd attempted to rob, right. along with the robber as well. So I got in the ride in a Colombian police car. And, um, <laughs> and your day hike was cut short, I imagine. No, no, I still finished the day hike. That was sort of like just to the top and, and down to the bottom. And got to the police station and then told the story again to to like a special intelligence service or something. And then because it's quite a famous mountain and, you know, Columbia trying to really promote tourism after a lot of the problems they had back in the 90s and stuff like that, you know, 80s, 90s. Right. So anyway, they called the, uh, they, they called the, <laughs> called the television crew. Um, this, I ended up being interviewed on Columbia National TV. That <laughs> wow. There has to be a YouTube clip floating around somewhere, Swan. I, I was looking for it. I couldn't find it, but... Um, uh, I'm yeah. sure you could. We'll, don't worry. We'll have our interns get right on it. 
All right, all right. And um, so I was interviewed on Colombian TV about what happened, and uh, and yeah, eventually, by the time I did the last interview and the last report, it was probably about nine thirty at night, so eight hours after it, the guy had actually tried to rob me, and uh, I'd missed my bus to go to this mountain area that I was hoping to get to the following day. Hmm. It was an overnight bus, and um, this is my favorite part. <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't real happy because I didn't. It wasn't another bus that I wanted to take until the following night. So I put it on the police. I said, "Look, you maybe missed my bus. I've been helping." <laughs> you put it on the police. I said, the least you could do is shout me another shout uh, me a hotel room, you know, in Bogota tonight because you know I missed my bus because of you guys. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, sure enough, they eventually did find me a hotel room in the area I wanted to stay and. Um, and yeah, so I left the following day, and um, and that was uh, my first day in Bogota. Well, good grief, you know. And and this whole time, I thought maybe the hardest thing for you down there was going to be the fact that there was no Fosters available in Bogota, and you had to drink, <laughs> you had to drink the Club Colombia beer. How, how was it? Oh, look! Whenever there's not any Fosters, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. No, look. So I mean, that that did take me about a week to get over, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, don't you worry. There's going to be a keg of Fosters at the gathering. Ooh, but Swami's not going to the gathering. But just a reminder to all our listeners, Swami's not going because he doesn't go to parties unless they're thrown for him. So please tag him at The Hiking Life and tell him what a baby he is and that he should come to the gathering at The Hiking Life. Get on it, people. Get on the Twitters. Get on the Insties. That sounds like a declaration of war. Let's shame this guy. Or you could just say yeah. how much we'd like you to come because we like you. Swami, That's I thought... That's the POD way. Swami, I thought you and POD were friends. We're besties. I, I can't <laughs> believe she's saying that. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually... I've had something really, really out of the box, really different planned for quite a while. I, I'm going to go for a hike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? You're, you're going to go hiking? I am going to go hiking just for something different. Yeah. Yeah, but um, you, there's time. There's time for you to go to the gathering. Let's not... <laughs> Let's not uh, let's not pretend here. Let's not put on a facade. Uh oh. I tell you what, Pod. If you can get Larufa, if you can get Whitney or Good Larufa to put a donation button on his website, because <laughs> we know how much he loves donation buttons. He knows um, a lot wait, about wait, Kickstarter. Wait, I have a better idea. Yeah, let's get him to fund you on Kickstarter, Swami. There you go. Yeah, you get we'll get Whitney to f- set up a Kickstarter campaign to fund your travel expenses to the gathering. No. No. Why? No. Swami's been been uh, been jet setting around on uh, other people's dimes for too long. It's time for him to pony. It's time for him to pony up la plata. Propia la plata propia and come to the gathering. Let's get to an issue that everyone wants to hear about. Not about this bloody Albert West gathering stuff. I want to know about the latest trail show business venture. Namely, POD's backcountry pimping service. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you brought oh, this up, Swami. that is a very good point. Now, now, did you have a certain person in mind specifically that, that we should talk to POD about? Exactly, yep. None other than Joshua Bobcat Stacy, <laughs> A.K.A. the most eligible bachelor in the hiking community. That's correct. So, exactly. And I've heard Bobby's signed up as the latest gigolo in POD's stable. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. And and the thing is, so we're, we're running a contest, Swami. It's win a date with Bobcat. You have to be going to all the West. You have to send a letter to pod at the trailshow.com. 
And ladies, the entries are pouring in, so you better get on it because uh, it's going to be a tight race. On the flip side, I think there's also a qualification for Bobby there in order to be in your stalls. I think Bobby needs to put on some weight. I think he needs to put on like 10 or 15 pounds. Well, he's going to do that between now now and the gathering. And the best part is that second place win a date with Pepper. And it's going to be a double date. So it'll be Bobcat and Pepper with the two ladies that okay. win this contest. As, as long as Bobby puts on 15 pounds between now and then. You know, he's That's in Canada. He can have lots of poutine. That might do it. That might do it. The GDT right. has a lot of poutine. There's going to be a tablecloth. The there's going to be flowers. There's going to be music. Mags is going to sing Italian songs for you. I was going to say D-Lo's going to break out some of his greatest hits. Yeah. I could do that. I could do that. I got some romantic greatest hits. Yeah. Bobby, I'm going to wear that tux I wore at the wedding, which we'll get to later. <laughs> yes. Bobby, 15 pounds, Bobby. 15 pounds, you can do it. So, Swami, rest oh. assured, sir, we, POD is on a mission to find Bobby a date. That's right. Well, I know Bobby's been in training now for a while. He's been watching, um, do you remember Richard Gere's American Gigolo? Yeah. Uh, that was Bobby, baby. That was pre, I think that was pre-gerbil days. Oh! oh. Okay. So be what, like Juice Bigelow, male gigolo, and uh, <laughs> oh, the, old, the 1969 Oscar-winning classic Midnight Cowboy with um, John Voight and uh, Dustin Hoffman. Mm. Indeed, you could almost say that P.O.D. is Bobby's Dustin Hoffman, like Ratso Rizzo. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And just for all you listeners out there, you can contact Bobby directly at his new email address. It's bobcatdates at hotmail, that's H-O-T-M-A-L-E dot com. M-A-L-E. M-A-L-E. Alternatively, P-O-D's new email address. It's P-O-D, P-I-M-P at Bobcat Dates, and I get all the money. Swami, man, this has been a great little chat we've had tonight. That's been quite good. Yeah, we still got to talk about hiking. Uh, we, you no, know, I think we're done. Yeah, uh, we can talk. We've about moved on to Bobcat some other time. and his wonderful uh, musky body odor. And he's also very talented. He he plays in a band. He's a musician, and he's really good with kids. Oh, he, I, yeah, he's and he really knows a lot kids. about birds as well. He's there like, you go, ladies and gentlemen, a true <laughs> Renaissance man, <laughs> a complete package. <laughs> Uh, That's well, right. Well, Swami, hey, thanks again for relaying your uh, troubles in Colombia to us. We all immediately want to hop on a plane straight to Bogota now. And we could go get Bogota. Some Bog- <laughs> <laughs> Bogota. Bogota, isn't that from the Lion King? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Una Bogota. No, that's, a, that's Hakuna Matata. I, I just want to say Hakuna that Colombia, I mean, apart from that, was just a random incident, honestly. Like, uh, it's just an incredible country. And, and honestly, some of the best hiking in all of South America. It's absolutely stunning. And, wow. and there's virtually no one there hiking in some of the, uh, the northern parts of the Andes. It's really beautiful. I can't wait here to hear more about that at Alda West. Yep, I'll see you there, P.O.D. Awesome. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll share a Foster's. That's right. There you go. All right, Swami, thanks so much, and have a good evening, sir. Okay, take care, guys. Later. Hasta luego. Una bagada. Una bagada. <laughs> Una bagada. <laughs> that, mean, that means nothing. Oh, my god! I'm going down there to Bagada. <laughs> yeah, we, were, we went down to there to, to, Bo, to Bagada. Bagada. It's a little known B-side to the Lion King's That, that great might hit. be the shortest phone call with Swami known to man. I know. I, I had to wrap it up. All right, D'Lo, please, for the love of God, start the show. Bear has nothing to do with hiking. Get on the trail! Or 
we're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Que no parece fiesta. It's the Trail Show. My God, Paulie. Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Paul Mags Magnanti. He's a fraud. And now from Mag's living room, it's the Trail Show. Oh, they're cheering for us, folks. Coming to you live from Boulder, Colorado's Eastern Beer District in the Bobby Walter Studios at Casa Magnanti. You are listening to The Trail Show. We are heard worldwide on iTunes, Stitcher, and at thetrailshow.com. Shout it from the rooftops, people. Tell the world about The Trail Show. It is August 17th, and we are elated that you've joined us today. We've got a big show for you. Yes. And before we welcome our in-studio guest, we'd like to welcome all our new listeners from Stitcher. Yay! Yes! So what folks don't know is that about a month ago, Stitcher featured our podcast as part of a, uh, a group of outdoor podcasts, and the little old trail show was downloaded over 50,000 times in one day, which is uh, a lot more than we normally do in a day. I'll just leave it at that. So if any of those folks are still here and still listening, uh, arrivederci. Okay. Wait, so, wait, wait. Max. You, you just told him goodbye. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> what, what, what should I have you said? You should have said, Bogata. Bogata. Bogata about it. Have a good go, Chow, to be informal. I could go, Buona sera. Buona sera to all the Stitcher people. All right. (laughs) But not goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, she was taping a special across the hall in studio this month. Miss Liz Snorkel Thomas. Our fifth chair. The fifth chair is back. Hopefully... Not for the last time, but Snork should get ready to leave Colorado. Correct? That This is true. So we had to get her in studio one last time before she took off for her Hollywood career in Los Angeles. That's right. So Snork's She's going to be a um, makeup model. Thanks for coming in. I hear you Actually, going to Unabagata. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm getting my own reality TV show. Awesome. On about through hiking. Oh yeah! It's gonna involve putting one foot in front of the other, and then another. And there's foot gonna in front be one episode of only uh, foot skin peeling. Oh! <laughs> Incidentally, I saw that photo. I'm gonna and get, I was horrified. I'm gonna guess it's on a the show. normal and beautiful part of the through hiking experience. That's right. Wow! Mag, set the table, sir. What are we serving up today on the show? I hope uh, it's not foot peeling. Oh, beat me to it. All right, so we have. Well, we already skyped in Swami. Oh, yeah. We're gonna do trail news. A little announcement all the west. Our trail of the month involved the Wind River Range. A little update on the Mags Challenge, named by Disco. Some trips, some outdoor trips, some European cultural trips, and a different type of culture from my former <laughs> neck of the woods. Oh, very nice. Yes, it'll be exciting. We're going to have a, a trail tip. And, of course, the usual shout-outs. And for our media musings, we're going to look at a guidebook, but a very interesting guidebook to go to the Wind River Range. And, of course, our bear of the month. Ask a Hiker with D-Lo, and a gear review. Uh, excuse me, point yeah. of parliamentary procedure? Mr. D-Lo. There is no iTunes top five on this month's schedule. Is that correct, gentlemen? That, that is, is correct. correct. By request from last month's show. 
we're done with that? Because We did get one new one, so that's we're, not we're saving. five. No. And, and the top one is it's just from the bow chart. A, a top one is a little pathetic. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I actually didn't see it. Okay. Oh. Maybe POD. Maybe it's a very special one. Yeah. But we're going to save it. We're anyway, gonna save it. Listeners, Max, please continue. Listeners, let this be a reminder. Give us your reviews on iTunes so we can resurrect this wonderful segment soon. <laughs> the onion, the onion was really upset. By the way, when we announced that we were going to discontinue that well, segment, the onion and was very upset that we remembered that he stole my ice. Yeah, and we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> speak <laughs> about that later. Dilo, yeah. don't don't we'll, tip we'll your cards just yet. We'll hey, grab a later. beer for Snorkel. Grab a brew. <laughs> the trail show is back. Okay, is that it, Mags? What that, else? That's it. Okay, very good. Well, let's get right into it. We set the table now. Let's eat. Mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month. Uh, yeah, we have some beers here this month. Some bears. Yep, we got. It looks like we have a lot of beers from the Mammoth Brewing Company. My guess is these came from Snorkel. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, yeah, Snorkel. Why don't you tell us about the Mammoth Brewing Company beers that you have blessed us with this month? Certainly. So the Mammoth Brewing Company is based in Mammoth Lakes, California. It's actually the highest uh, altitude brewery on the West Coast. It's at uh, eight thousand feet, which you know doesn't sound much for us Coloradans, but for, for the West Coast, that's really high to be brewing a beer. Yeah. So I'm it's sure got- they are high. Hey, hey yo, 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 yo. It has a fresh Sierra snow melt um, that didn't really exist this year. And uh, anyone who's hiked the PCT or the JMT or the Sierra High Route uh, probably has had some Mammoth beer, especially if you stayed at the Motel 6 in Mammoth Lake and walked up to Whiskey Creek and had some of their beers. We've got three different beers. One of them's called 395 after that highway that you yellow blaze on your way on the PCT. It's quite lovely. I've already had a little bit of that. It's an Imperial IPA, and it's uh, brewed with local juniper and local sage. And it's supposed to taste like a thunderstorm. Or this, it's supposed to taste like the Sierra after a thunderstorm. Oh, that's so special. That's poetic. It is. The other one is uh, Double Nut Brown, which is one of my double favorite nut. beers. Double after you Double Nut. nut. Uh, it's won the California State Fair gold medal multiple times, as well as uh, some sort of World Beer Award for a brown porter. It just tastes like success. I always used to drink it after climbing something epic. Oh, I like it. It tastes like brown nuts. And the it last tastes like success, <laughs> dear. <laughs> it does taste like success. Can you pour me some of that success? I love brown. Pour that man some brown nuts. All right. And the last one is an epic, uh, which is just their normal IPA. What's interesting about it, it's very hoppy, but it's not bitter. Okay. It must Fantastic. be the type of hops they're using. It must be. Someone who knows something mm. more about beer should say something. Scooby yeah. or Connor. What are the IBUs, Dilo? I don't know. I'll have to look it up on the interwebs. Uh, we also good. have some beers this month from a listener. Does anybody know anything about that? Yes. We have 13 different kinds of beer from Gringo Madness. Gringo Madness. El Gringo Madness. He drove ay, 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 ay. from Texas. Up yeah. to Wyoming, and then he left Wyoming at midnight and mef- met me at the shady gas station near my house and passed off the beer. So did he, he have carted a, it all the way up to Wyoming and back. Did he have a trailer behind a, a, a monster truck? No. No. Did he have a big Texas flag for his campsite? He had one on his car. He did? It was actually as big as his car. Was he pulling a trailer or no? No. No, what that's someone else. That's tomorrow. Uh, oh, okay. A bowl of pasta so, as big as uh, Yeah, so Gringo Madness drove all the way up to Wyoming and back. He's living in Texas. He's actually a teacher. Oh, cool. Big ups. Probably just starting back to the misery. 
And um, anyway, yeah, so he, he brought us 13 different kinds of beer. 13 different 12-ounce beers? Yes. Wow. Uh, some wow. of them are larger than 12-ounce. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, let, me, let me ask everybody in this room tonight, how are we going to drink all these beers? Oh, I got it. You just open your mouth and dump it in. Okay, because I have a very sore throat. Our listeners may have heard me hacking. So I'm going to probably try to drink more beer than you guys to keep okay. my throat lubricated. I, I think you I should. I think that's yeah. a good, good yeah. idea. Okay. Doctor's orders. I think that'll help my sickness. Yeah, I think Absolutely. so, too. <laughs> that might even be a, a future trail tip. We'll have yes. to see how it goes. <laughs> drink beer when you're coughing. <laughs> we'll have to see how it goes. Or we have Giardia. It yeah. It does wonders. Well, you know, I experienced some of that before I came, came down with my cold. It doesn't work. Mm. Doesn't work. I, not that I experienced Giardia, but I experienced some intestinal distress. And trying to medicate your intestinal distress with beer just leads to severe bloating. It's <laughs> <laughs> not pleasant. Yeah. Bonus yeah. trail tip of the month, folks. Bonus trail you're, tip. You heard it here first. Okay. So I tell you what, we'll check in with, <laughs> we got so many beers that we're, six, maybe 16 or 17 different beers tonight. We'll check in as the show progresses because we're not going to name them all no. in one fell swoop right now. Wow. And with all the news that's fit to be heard, Mr. Paul Mags Mignanti. Mags, take it away. All right. A hearty congratulations to Jennifer Parr Davis, named to the ATC board. So I think that's really cool. Far. Far? She's a very nice lady. Far. Yeah? Far. Congratulations. I feel like like there's a joke in this somewhere. Like she beat out what's his name by like 30 seconds or something. I think she'd be a great ambassador for the hiker. She's a wonderful person. What was that guy's name? We talked about him last month. Oh, we won't go there again. Okay. Yeah, come on, Dilo. <laughs> I already yeah, forgot Dilo, come on, man. Stop picking scabs. taking us straight to the driver, right. please. So um, this is very sad news for us locals. Animus River spill, I'm sure. Mm. Three plus million gallons of crud into oh. the river. Now some will say, you know, the EPA, they kind of caused it. But this is also almost 100-year-old mining. Yeah. So this, and then what they're afraid of, this is just the tip of the iceberg as these mines continue the age. Right. And being above the water. And so that was tragic. But goes going with this kind of, that was 100 years ago. Now we're dealing with repercussions now. So I think you forwarded this to me, Disco, the Pawnee grasslands from our earlier one. So less yep. than 3,000 acres of 193,000 are now protected. Oh, geez. From, well, I guess what the thing I saw was that more fracking had just been... Yeah. Uh, it's not all fracked, the 190,000 okay. acres. But 190,000 acres are now open to fracking. So 100 years from now, people can deal with the fracking remnants. It'll be, oh, it'll be wonderful. Geez. Yeah, but, but think about the economic profits that the big companies can make right here and now. Yeah, Max, don't be so yeah. short-sighted. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, far-sighted. Like Come on. Like there like you it. go. So this, the two news items just kind of tied in together. Well, and I was going to say, too, with the Animus River, uh, Colorado Trail hikers cross the Animus on their way yep. I- around the Silverton area. Correct. And it's supposedly, it's very diluted now, but if you've seen photos of when it first happened, it was the oh. color of orange Gatorade. Yeah. It looked like a Broncos game. <laughs> Pretty what? much. It what? looked like the shirt. Um, orange. I was going to go Gatorade, but we can go It was the, more of a mustard color, I, I thought. I was... Uh, okay. It, it was pretty bad looking either way. Yeah, it looked like hell. And I guess they think some of the heavier minerals and sediments have actually settled to the bottom of the animus. And, oh, that's healthy. And maybe like future snowmelt and river runoff might stir things up again multiple times into the future and i don't know and and i guess the city of durango actually pulls water from the animus for their drinking water city drinking water and it went 
far downstream as Arizona, if I remember correctly. And I noticed that our governor did a photo op where mm-hmm. he drank um, some water out of the animus after putting an iodine pill in it and treating the water first. Yeah, but the iodine pill doesn't iodine, kill the, it's true. The, the heavy metals. Iodine would not get rid of cadmium, no, arsenic. No, uh, that was just for any like, you know, latent feces that was in the water. <laughs> Cryptosporidium, exactly. I'm sure the heavy metals killed any of the feces. It's the probably. Oh, the water's probably really safe for drinking now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yes, on the flip side. I, that I would, could be a new trail tip. Carry <laughs> some heavy metals, add a couple drops to your drinking water. I'd like to point out that PC, PC, POD used the singular version of that word, and she said "fc." Fc. Mm-hmm. Anyway, content, Max, please. We, right. We're way off the rails. Yeah. Here. Okay. Well, coming Whack back em. to the rails. So, more about trail protection of Colorado, and I chose this for a reason, and you'll see why in a moment. So, a closure of the Florida Trail between Suwannee and the Acula River. Delo, that was the segment you were getting ready to do. Yeah, it was. I was yeah. actually going to... I was waiting for August. Uh. It's August now. But th- this is actually very, <laughs> very important because it shows how a lot of on the national trails, um, and this is the National Scenic Trail, a lot of the easements are in private property. So they decided to get the trail off the property. Yeah. They had to reroute the trail. And the area is about the size of Rhode Island. That's wow. a rather large area to reroute a trail. Thousand square miles is how big Rhode Island is. That's how big this area is. It's on private property. Jeez, man. Yes. Yeah, so there you go. I bet it has something to do with big sugar. You know, or big, or vacation homes. Yeah, could be. So, so anyway, how important tra- the trail corridors were very spoilly, eighteen the PCT, yeah. mm-hmm. but most trails aren't like that, including the CDT. So Dilo, maybe next August you might have a shot at it. Who's okay. who's Big Sugar? Is she a woman down there? No, 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 Big Sugar, <laughs> man, that's a big political player down in Florida. You know, Big Sugar. You're thinking of a certain woman who has a certain business. That's I am thinking business. of a certain woman who has a certain business. Are you talking about the sugar industry? I am. Huh. Interesting. Big, big sugar. Come on. Everybody <laughs> knows about big sugar. D-Lo, man, are you okay, bro? Does anybody have a cigarette? What, 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 what are you doing over there? I need a cigarette. Jeez. <laughs> All right. So, excuse me. Moving along, uh, very sad. In Yellowstone, a grizzly bear is euthanized. After eating. eating a hiker? Yes. <laughs> and the poor cub? Dilo, please. Oh, my God. Well, such, I mean, it wasn't a through hell, hiker, man. so. He said oh. eating a hiker. <laughs> and the poor cubs. Uh, That's they what lo- happened. They lost their mama bear, and now they're in a zoo. So do you know any of the details on why he got attacked and eaten? I do not recall. Did he actually get eaten or just killed? He got partially consumed. Yeah. (gasps) She took a nibble. Oh, my God. What a horrible way to die. And I guess I'd heard that... But at least he died doing what he loved. Getting eaten by a... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Getting his entrails scooped out? He he actually was a seasonal employee for the park, (laughs) or for a contractor for the park. Oh, really? And he'd been there multiple years, and there's, I guess, an off-trail area that um, was pretty popular he liked to go to, and I guess that's where it happened. Yeah, which is unusual. Usually, hair of bears and problem, you know, where people congregate. Uh, Yeah. That's terrifying. It is quite terrifying. And Yellowstone's not... Have a great time, CDT hikers. Yeah. Well, that's a great segue, because I was going to report on fires, but there's fires in the PCT, fires in the CDT, and I'm not going to bother... Writing all the individual fires, I couldn't do it. It's like, as I said off earlier before we started recording, it's like saying it snows in the winter now. Yeah. It just happened. I will say, just to give you the idea of the extent of the fires, there's a 101-mile road walk detour around a portion of it. 101? On which trail? 
There's a 17 mile closure because it's a very isolated part of the trail. It ends up being 100 mile, 101 what, what trail? mile. trail? PCT? PCT. In Washington? Yeah, um, near the Dinsmores, apparently. Um, wow. Northern Washington, yeah. yeah. Stevens Pass area. I forget. Sounds like fun. Again, I was making note of all the details. There's so many right now between closures and glacier and everywhere, but the 101 mile roadwalk detour just really stuck out. Oh my gosh. Wow. You're missing some beautiful country there, too. I know. So beautiful. I mean, I'm sure the road walk is great. (laughs) (laughs) And this, I just read this. Yay. I'm sure it's beautiful. Plenty of towns, hikers, so you can go to Motel 6. Lots of chicken sandwiches. That's right. Check Um, your trail organization's websites to find more details about your fires. Absolutely. Yeah. Continental Divide Trail Coalition, as well as Pacific Coast Trail Alliance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's apparently was a flood at Ghost Ranch, so the oh. which I just read about today. The alternate route in the Ghost Ranch is not really advisable. Jim Wolf was recommending not using the alternate route, using the designated hmm. non-Jim Wolf route. Okay, so the they, CDNST, if you will. If they will, they okay. <laughs> Dilo, will you? I'm totally confused. Very good, <laughs> Max. Go. Please. So, continue. and speaking of the Dinsmores, and this kind of shows the evolving nature of the trails. No alcohol, the Dinsmores anymore. What? Yeah. Let me guess. There was an incident. There was. <laughs> how 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 could I have guessed that, Dilo? So I think the volunteer trail angels, God bless them, they're doing an amazing job. It's getting really hard for them to manage this. Yeah, influx. And, and they're such people. nice people. So once they're again, wonderful. a couple of bad apples ruined it for everybody. If you have one out of ten that are jackasses, you got one Joey bag of donuts down there. That's right, <laughs> ruin it for everybody. <laughs> but there's as more people do the trails, there's yeah. a lot more one out of ten. So yeah. can we blame it on the wild effect, Max? Why not? It's Cheryl okay. Strait's fault. It's Cheryl Strait's fault. I there like we, it. There we go. Very good. So we're gonna make it a little more lighthearted now towards the end. So our last two news items. Uh, BLM toilet paper burning near Boise. Did you hear about this? Wait what? what? Is, is this like a, a setup for a joke? Or no, something? no. There was a mountain biker who burnt toilet paper. Oh, after he did uh, what he had to do. And he started a 73-acre wildfire. Oh, man. You know, that people, you have to know by now that burning toilet paper starts wildfires. Yeah. It just, it happens. But if you're going to do it, if you're going to burn wildfire um, toilet paper or jeans, perhaps... <laughs> You know where I'm going with this one. Yes, I think you do. I think I do. This is our last news. And we're going to end it on a happy note. For $1,500, you can get the ultimate blue jeans burner if you get lost in Kentucky Gorge or if you're in the Smokies. It has a 50-foot range. $1,500 for a flamethrower. No, I, I saw this, Max, and my question is, um, much like you know how the organizations are banning alcohol stoves um will they be banning flamethrowers as well in these high fire pro- in these high you know fire oh. prone districts well i think well, it's got an on off valve did you have something to say snorks oh i actually had another question so you can answer this one first sure <laughs> oh <laughs> so here's the here's the interesting thing i read these are not regulated you don't have to be 18 uh-huh you don't need a license unlike a firearm okay you can order it online do they have an on off switch Yes. yes. Then so, I bet you they're not. Then I bet you they're a go. They're a go. They're, they're a go. And if you're on a budget, they have a $900 one with a 25 foot range. $900? Hey, Versus 1500 for a 50 Whoa. foot range. Okay, snorkel. So, so Mags, I was thinking, you know, my, my bear can, not my bear can, my bear spray is pretty heavy. And I want something that's, that's sure to really take out a bear. Can I use this flamethrower instead? Yeah, burn his eyes. Well, I was thinking this is great. It's multi use. Oh. So, Ultralight. I wanted to make a titanium one. I, I rumor has it will make a titanium one for three thousand dollars with a forty foot range. Snowpeak has a has a uh, some sort of a 
you yeah, know. Now, what about the snow peak? You know what we should do? You know, we, we should get together these flamethrower guys, get together snow peak, and introduce them. We'll get them on a date. Well, or we could do a, a trail show uh, review where we, we just put. Just set things on oh, fire. Oh, I have, I have a great right. idea. That's a bonus show. I've got a super good oh. idea. We should contact the manufacturer and procure one of these for the All the West Gathering yes, for our burn gene stuff. burning experiment that we're going to do in the one of our seminars. The gene burning field test. Yeah, we're going to do a gene burning seminar at All the West, and we can use <laughs> flamethrowers. Maybe we can get one donated in kind. Can oh. we create a Glenn Van Pesky approved <laughs> carbon fiber? I well, think, I think Gossamer Gear is going to make one. I think yeah. we dig into the trail show slush funds, <laughs> the the money we were going to pay Swami to go to All the West, and instead we get the the flamethrowers and we and we go from. We just show up at Swami's house with a knife and we say, "Dame la plata!" <laughs> all right, what? somebody whack him. Okay, all right. So that's all the news, and I figured I don't want to end on a grizzly bear attack. I want to end on surplus flamethrowers. I like it. Very good. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's the Wind River High Route Trail of the Month. Stay tuned. The I-5 corridor pulses below me, my head pumps in rhythms, I'm kinda lonely, feeling like an eagle soaring, cruising, exploring, blazing like a fire till the morning, God keeps safe from natural disaster, look at me here, sitting at a picnic table, looking at Mount Shasta, I got no fear, I'm ready to go after, epic adventure, these pictures of expression are all times we remember. Higher purpose, go through progression, take it. Hang on to your hats. The trail show is back. And we are back in the Alta West live show, which we've been talking about all show here. It's happening September 25th through the 27th at Camp Kiwanis on Mount Hood. Go to altawest.org to find out more details and mags. Kiwanis, aren't they the people who like bake sales and have a little funny hats? Snorkel, can you speak to that? Actually, the great thing about this Kiwanis camp, not only is it a fantastic, it's a totally beautiful facility. There's a bunch of lodges, so if you don't want to be with a snorer, you can have your own cabin. But mm. uh, all the proceeds from our rent um, for the weekend actually go to helping kids with disabilities go to camp. Oh, nice. Oh, that's that's actually awesome. kind of cool. And isn't there a brewery right next to it? No. no. No, but we're going to have beer there. We have uh, five kegs donated from Hop Valley Brewing. Oh, That's Hop fantastic. Valley. That We have we have tried that yeah, beer on the show. Yeah, we loved it. And a yeah. keg of Foster's. Of course. And Swami. Swami's actually bringing that. I heard Gossamer Gear sponsored the keg of Foster's. No, Dilo, <laughs> please, please. And there will be a, a keg of kombucha and <gasps> a keg of oh my God. chocolate milk for the non-drinkers. <laughs> Did they really Wait. put chocolate milk for in For trauma. Sure. Trauma loves some chocolate milk. A keg milk, of kombucha. Artisan crafted chocolate milk. Wow. From local milk What's wrong with cows? That? It's brewed. Hey. From a local chocolatier, maybe. Yeah. Local cows. Local cows, local chocolatier. What more do you need, D-Lo? Gossamer September year. 25th through 27th, org. O-R-G. Oh, and we are doing a live show there. I, I don't remember if it's Friday night or Saturday night. Friday night. Okay, is so it? Uh oh, we better get the. I better get. The and we're early. planning. We're planning. Anybody who's at the Avery live live show or heard it, we're we're gonna kind of take some bits and pieces from what we did there, but we're gonna add in. A, I think a bit more audience participation. We hear there might be some triple crowners in in attendance, so we might need to get some of those folks on stage. I think we're gonna give away some Gossamer Gear packs. Uh, is that right? Actually, I don't know. I, I don't. I actually don't think that's that correct. Up. I don't have yeah. the gossamer gear. I find it highly as likely. usually Insider as usual. Info. Dilo actually has no idea about what's going to happen. But, but Dilo, <laughs> this might be a good segue. To, yes. to talk, and we might need to talk about it multiple times. The Mags Challenge. 
and the Gossamer Gear pack giveaway. Oh, this is so, real. This that, is for real. This is real. Now, Mags, can you give us an update on, on the challenge, where we're at, what's going on? So we had one very good entry, but one entry. Remind okay. us what the challenge is again. So what we did after our trip reports from last month, Disco came up with the idea of the Mags Challenge. Mags Challenge. And we want to challenge our listeners to do one day of trail work between now and National Public Lands Day, which is September 26th. So we extended the contest a little bit. Okay. Because there's going to be lots of trail projects on that Saturday. So that's a great chance to get some trail work. It can be a local park. can be on a National Scenic Trail. can be the local open space, whatever. Yeah. Get some trail work in. Take a photo. Hashtag at Mags Challenge on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, what have you. And you get a chance to win some swag, be it a, uh, a really cool trucker's hat. Or... Perhaps, or perhaps we're actually gonna we're, we're gonna make the pot bigger, Mag. So the winner of the Max Challenge will now be also getting a Gossamer Gear Quick Sack Twenty Six Adventure Pack, which is it's perfect. Um, it's it's actually the day pack that I've been using for like the last two and a half years. I got one of the first prototypes, and I love that thing. It's great for day hikes. It's great for bagging peaks. Or it's great work. for brew hikes. It's great for trail work. Can Stor- you fit your blowtorch in it? You can yes. if, as okay. long as it's. It a actually has pe- a special blowtorch pocket. Uh, I just wanted to po- uh, point out for people who are through hiking and section hiking that mm-hmm. Val, uh, who's CDTC's trail operations manager, was telling me a story about some people who were through hiking who actually decided they ran into a trail crew and decided to stop hiking and, and uh, help out on the trail crew for oh, a day. Isn't that amazing? That's That wow. would earn you extra points. Yeah. yeah. If you're through hiking, yeah. that's definitely going to put you at the top of the pile. Some good trail karma. And they feed you. There. Yeah. And a, a quick shout-out to North Cascades Hiker, who did yeah. a, a great set of photos, including one with Pat's Back Country Beer. Ooh. 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 Extra credit. So right now, he's winning this contest, so, folks. And he... They were. It was. He actually put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. And it also shows you that trail work is not just all about hard work, which it is. Not going to lie, but it's also great scenery, meet some great people. A lot of times they do feed you well and give you some nice beer. So. So Trail Show Nation, unless you want North Cascades hiker to win a Gossamer Gear Quick Sack, a Trail Show trucker hat, some stickers, some other swag, you need to put your entries in for the Mags Challenge. Hashtag your photos with Mags Challenge. Let's see your best trail work. So, let's, let's make this happen. And we're given to the end of September because, again, National Public Lands Day is uh, September 26th. I know REI in the past has done projects. Check the website. Check your local open space. Great chance to uh, give back to your community. Maybe we can announce the winner at the Auto West Gathering. Except well, that we're recording on the 25th. And National Trails Day is that Saturday. So okay, okay. We'll so announce we, it our Octo- October show. October yeah. show. Very good. Moving on Got to... <laughs> D-Lo, do you need a Ludens? No, I need a cigarette. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Can someone get D-Lo and Marlboro? P.O.D. Hey, March. <laughs> hey, March. So, Trail of the Month. I, I was amazed at how much, how much feedback we already got on our Trail of the Month selection on Facebook. I was oh, surprised. What, what feedback did we get? I didn't People notice. are really wanting to hear about this. And, and I'll just say, you know, continuing along the same lines of short is the new long and another high route, if you will. With some girthy mountains. With some girthy mountains. We were looking down on the CDT. We were. We were. Although we were on the CDT yeah, for we a little were. bit. But we were. So Trail of the Month is the Wind River High Route. And I don't know exactly how we should do this because I've got some differing opinions. Than well, first of all, I think we should, we should better lay half. some groundwork about what it. the Wind River High Route is. So I'm, I've actually copied and uh, pasted from Alan Dixon's website. 
And I'm just going to read a little bit from there because he's very concise and it gives a good background. So the Wind River High Route is similar to the Sierra High Route in the sense that it has this spectacular, thrilling, scenic, uh, staying high, follows the ridge crest a little bit more. Um, And he says, uh, closer to the Continental Divide, a more elegant line and high glaciated terrain. I would agree with that. When when the Wind River High Route uses trails, they are higher trails, closer to the crest, is a more challenging and more rewarding route than the High Line Trail. That's the trail that goes to the winds. The Wind River High Route starts n- north at the Green River Lakes Trailhead, although Disco and I started at the Elkhart Trailhead. So get out your maps. That's another option. Yeah, it's a cheaper shuttle that way. Yeah, let's talk about that in a minute. Okay. And the headwaters of the Green River, it heads generally southeast to follow the Continental Divide, crossing it four times. After, after passing through the legendary Cirque of the Towers, it ends at Big Sandy Trailhead. The Wind River High Ride is approximately 80 miles of off-trail and on-trail travel with about 20,000 feet of cumulative elevation gain. Nine passes between 12.2 and 11.5. Six off-trail and three on-trail. Some of the off-trail passes have a fair amount of talus. There are a few short sections of Class 3-4 travel. Yeah, we need to talk about that. <laughs> and one glacier sure. crossing. And the recommended hiking season is late summer because of the gives time for the snowfields to melt and let the mosquitoes die. So, yeah, that's, that's the basics of the Wind River High Route. All right. So, P.O.D. said what she just said. I want to give a quick disclaimer, which I'm also going to say at the end. Do not hike this trail. And if you must hike this trail, do not hike it solo. And if you must hike it solo, you should consider carrying some sort of device that will alert the world when you fall from a class four crack onto your head and face and break every bone in your body. P.O.D., over to you. So I would say everyone should hike this trail because it was really beautiful. Yes, Snorkel? P.O.D., did you think this trail was world class? It was world class. I said that exact phrase multiple times. Yes, it was world class. So Disco and I just we just went and did the Wind River High Route. Uh, we we had we had uh, two days of pretty bad weather, and one of those days it was on the most difficult part of the whole hike, the most technical and most talusy. And the day we crossed the the uh, Knife Point Glacier, Alpine Lakes Basin. But um, I still think it's it's a really, really incredible route. And having just done the Sierra High Route, it was interesting to do those two trails kind of back-to-back. I, I would say the Wind River High Route is a great, river, a great trail to do to train for the Sierra High Route. It was easier than the Sierra High Route in many ways. And the winds... So I have this thing about winds versus Sierra, and I kind of got into this with Skirka a little bit. The thing that I love about the winds, it has something that the Sierra doesn't have. It has tundra. It's so, I mean, the Sierra was totally beautiful, but um, the winds, the, that green tundra way up high is just so stunning, you know, and those lakes and everything. <laughs> it was really beautiful. Um, there were some challenging sections, I agree, but, I mean, overall, I think it was so wonderful. Yes, Disco. Having not just hiked the Sierra High Route, <laughs> I will tell you that having hiked the Triple Crown does not prepare you for walking the Wind River High Route. It's way above anything you've ever done on any of the Triple Crown trails. And I don't care if you've got 10,000 miles of hiking under your belt. If you show up at the Wind River High Route and think you're going to be, you know, out for a nice five or six day hike, you are going to be... correct. It's going to be wonderful. Yes. You're going to be in for a bit of a shock. I would just say it's the most technical and advanced hiking I've ever done to date. A lot, Most of it's off trail. <laughs> a lot of it's on talus. 
Uh, one wrong move, one talisy rock rolling to the you know the wrong way. You're, you're going down on your face. And the, the the section through the Alpine Lakes Basin, and maybe this is a good time to talk about it. Um, we were there, like Peody said, in really bad weather. There's this whole ramp system thing where you know if you're hiking on trails all the time, you're not really going to know what ramps are. And they're basically just these sort of green, you know, one foot to three foot wide rocky sort of grassy grassy ramps that that may or may not go off the edge of a cliff and you know directions are vague so we got to the first ramp system in the alpine lakes area and it just said it may it may look impassable but go for it and we ascended about three times as high as we were supposed to and we kept walking out ramps that ended in cliffs and it started pouring rain and I was on the verge of, uh, I was like literally getting ready to have a meltdown because I, I just couldn't see a way around this cliff band. And there was this one ramp that we did not explore in its entirety. And PUD said, let me walk out to the end of it. And sure enough, that was the one. Yeah. Now, it question. took us an hour and a half to figure this out. And, and if, you knew where that, if you knew what it was, it'd be a 10-minute sort of thing. So let me ask you about this. Is it easy? Um, are there good descriptions about well, these ramps, systems, no. or things no, like this? No, but here's the thing. No. We talked about this. He was like, it's oh. trial and error? Yeah, but here's yes. the thing. Is that, so like Disco's take was he just had to include a couple more sentences to help you find the ramp. But my, my Al- take Alan on Dixon. Two more sentences. My, more who, yeah. who needs Alan to Dixon, include Alan Dixon. But okay. my take... Dis- Disco, are you saying that, that your app wasn't able to help you on this? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say most triple crowners wouldn't have because there's no apps, there's no Charlie Angels. Yeah. They're, so, they're used to following well, let's, 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 uh, Can we explore that for a little bit? <laughs> yes. How do you know where to go? I okay. know that Alan Dixon so has a good website about this. He has a website. Maps. He yeah, has maps that yeah. with the route drawn in. He does have uh, probably about two GPS uh, waypoints per day, basically, that you can navigate to. I would say it's relatively easy navigation with them. I mean, as long as you know how to use a map and compass and match that to what you can see. But a situation where you're in this kind of so very let, yeah, let me get into area. that. Let me get into that. So Disco's take on that was there should have been a couple more sentences to help us figure that out. Mm-hmm. My take on that is Alan Dixon went and did that route without any text. He just had maps. Just like Stevie Ray Roper went and did the Sierra and our friend Bruce went and did their routes without any text, just maps. And so I I guess my take on that is that it's not a designated trail. And when you take on a route that's not a designated trail, it's great to have some text. But I I think that there's a certain amount of accepting that you're probably going to get turned around. Some places are going to be more difficult, and they're going to take you longer. And that's just part of that's that's part of hiking on a route versus a trail. That you're just going to be like, cool. That's going to be part of the fun. Is that we're just going to like figure it out. Disco. Two, two two quick things. Alan Dixon has nothing to do with with my like you freak out on the ramp system. No, I know because a couple things. A there's actually about five or six different Wind River high routes. Take your pick. We happen to pick the one oh, yeah, that, that that's true. Dixon posted. Can you pass that to me? We're going to talk about some of the other ones. Skirka has a different one. There was a couple. Backpacker Magazine has one. And I would just say, you know, we, we, we picked one, we followed it. And for someone who came from a Triple Crown background who isn't used to doing off trail ramp systems around cliff bands, it's a bit. It, it it's a bit it was a bit out of my wheelhouse, you know, it was a bit above my skill wow. level. It has nothing to do with Alan Dixon. Uh he put together a great mat yeah. set and a great website. You know, that 
us choosing to hike the Wind River High Route was completely on us, and the responsibility to walk it safely was on us. It had nothing to do with anybody else, so please don't misconstrue that. But I will say it's very technical. I mean, it's yeah. like I said, it's the most technical hiking I've ever done. And frankly, the cliff band we're talking about wasn't really the crux of of the, the hardest part. And maybe we should talk about the crack, the exit crack. Yeah, maybe. Well, I was thinking, you know, for, for those of us who have hiked just trails, uh, you know, we're used to first-class hiking. Can you explain a little bit what the difference between a third or a fourth I defer to Mags, All yeah. Right. He, so, he talked about this last month a little bit. Quick and dirty. Class one is trail. Class two, off-trail, you know, maybe tundra, a little bit of flattish talus. Class three means talus, maybe using your hands and feet, no exposure. Class four, which I think scared the crap out of disco, is you can do it without technical equipment, there's exposure. So if you do it wrong and you fall, you can get really hurt. Uh-huh. Class five, and that's the baseline, 5.0, generally means you technical equipment of some sort. Then it gets rated 5.1, 5.2, and so on. That's another discussion, though. So we had to go at, at the end of Alpine Lakes Basin. You go through three lakes. The cliff band we were talking about was around Lake 1. Lake 3, there's two options. You can go the long way around the lake, which doesn't involve any exit crack and, and hand over hand. Or you can do what we did, which is it's a class 3 slash 4 exit crack. And what we've figured out since then is that we actually went up the wrong crack. And, <laughs> and and I, I hate when that happens. <laughs> oh, that, that was a softball, man. Um, and I would submit that it was actually class four slash five because on the second pitch, PUD wasn't able to ascend, and we actually so needed long. we needed ropes, and we didn't have ropes. So we used Disco's arms as and ropes. It was aid climbing. It was the most sketchiest situation I've ever been in on a hike in my life. I almost puked because I was, I had so much adrenaline and like fear going at the same time because she literally had a hold of my arms and it was a don't drop me or I'm going to die situation. And And I think the lesson to be learned here is that when you get to a situation like that, then you have to say to yourself, okay, well, let's stop for five minutes and let's see if there's another way. And we did and we not didn't do, do that. that. We didn't do that. So and, that, that was... And, and, and that also, was our fault. And also it was pouring icy rain. So, you know... And the rocks were wet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the best part is that I posted this on the Alan Dixon website. I said, you know, I think we went up the wrong exit crack because it was really scary. And everybody on this forum says that it's not very hard. And he was like, yeah, there's actually a lot of cracks in that area. Sounds like you found a more fun one. <laughs> yeah. and, and the other thing that leads us to believe we're at the wrong crack is that her friends um, that you all met on the Virginia Sierra High Liver. Route, Virginia Liver, Virginia. what was her comment she about it? She said it was no problem. It was easy. And, and she's short, wow. so I know. It, There's no way that she could have gone up that same crack and with and just said it's easy because. Yeah. Now, would it and be. And POD s- was really impressive on the Sierra High Route with her climbing skills. I just like w- to say. <laughs> would it be such a bad thing if there were more detailed descriptions to guide you no, in the proper No, of course direction? it wouldn't be. I'm I just saying that so. that's not the responsibility no. of the person who puts forth the No, rep. of course not. But that is one of the things that we have now in this day and age where it's just we can have a lot of collaboration and you yeah. can well, say, you know what? here I was and that, and that didn't work for me. And somebody yeah. else could say, oh, yeah, and there's I, there's all a the picture. Comments. I remember that spot. There's all yeah. the comments on the website. So yeah. if we really wanted to, we could have read yeah. through all of those comments before but we But the left. problem is that that's just once you're – that that's so hard to do ahead of time. 
You yeah. know what I mean? That's the kind of thing that you want I, I guess to be I, able to review when you're in the spot, when you're I, looking at I all these things. I think that, see, I had talked to Virginia and Liver before we went out, and they had just done the Wind, Wind River High Route, and they said the crack was no problem. So I wasn't mm-hmm. really worried about it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, you know, maybe on a dry, sunny day with with optimal conditions, maybe that crack we went up I think it would have been, been no problem. No, I, I, I don't think I'd like to I just kind of so, compare but. some of what you're talking about here with... Um, the guy, somebody will know his name, I forget it offhand, who writes the 14ers guides here in Colorado, Roche. Roche. So Jerry Roche, right? Jenny he, and Gary. Jenny and Gary, these guys put out these guidebooks, and these guidebooks have all the classic routes, all the really fun routes for the people that really like climbing, yeah. and all the easy routes for people that don't really like climbing and would get really scared. And they have extremely detailed descriptions about what to do when you hit that ramp system, per se. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty interesting that you've got these guidebooks for hiking the most popular mountains in this state that are just beyond detail that will guide you right through that crack system so that you know, yeah. take that ramp, avoid the crack, this is the crack, here's a picture of this crack, you don't want that crack. Yeah. So when you've got this big guidebook in front of you, you take it out in the field and you look at it and you, you look at the picture of the crack and you say, that's not that crack, that's the crack. So yeah. I think that's pretty interesting that you've got that level of description for something that's so popular like climbing the 14ers, but yet you know, this 80-mile route through the winds doesn't have that. No, and it's snorkel. I would say that, you know, part of the fun of doing this route is finding it and making mistakes and kind of figuring it out using your eyeballs. We made some mistakes. Because I learned a lot. (laughs) I learned a lot from making those mistakes. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, getting back to the whole Roche thing. Don't forget, they've done these mountains multiple times in different ways. They've able to, they live here and they've been here 40 plus years, able to really study the mountains where Alan Dixon, Andrew Skirk and all the other pioneers of these routes they do it once or twice, maybe three times. And that's it. And, yeah. you know, that do a very thorough job. It's not the same as intimately knowing 54, 55 mountains or 13. Sure. Yeah. You know, the Roche, they're out a lot, but they can really study it up close <laughs> versus, again, through hike style. And I'm going to post a, a link to his, his website. It's adventureallen.com. Um, and just so everybody knows, there's also Wandering Daisy, Dan McCoy. There's a Backpacker Magazine route as well. You could Google, um, and all those all those different routes have... And the Andrew Skirka route, which yeah. we should mention that Andrew Skirka wasn't able to finish. His route has never actually been completed that I know of. Yeah. So, Wandering Daisy is actually Nancy Pallister. Yes. Oh, no kidding. Which, maybe we'll... We'll just jump into our media using <laughs> after this segment. Yeah, yes. that did so be a good let, segue. Let me go back to the, the yeah. trail for a second because we've all this talk is focused around the hardest part. This one day in the Alpine Lakes Basin. Yeah. So before going into there, we we hiked over the Knife Point Glacier, and I hiked over some glaciers or around some glaciers, I guess, in in the Sierra. And I've I guess I've hiked over some glaciers before that were just like rotting snowfields. But the Knife Point Glacier was amazing because there was actually blue ice up there. It was so cool. And the other thing is that the glaciers are melting so fast in the winds that the talus there is extremely unstable. That was another weird thing coming from the Sierra where the talus, for the most part, is really stable. Our worst day in the Sierra was on Alpine Coal. And the talus in in the winds was ten times less stable than that. It was crazy. Wow. But yeah. but overall, my my take is that it was such a beautiful route. It's so it was so beautiful, and there were so many wonderful spots. I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Pod and Disco. I was wondering if you could speak a little bit about your mileage on this route. You know, a normal triple crowner who has that sort of speed mm-hmm. and skills. 
you know, someone who's done, used to doing 25 or 30 miles per day, how many miles are you expecting cover per day on the Wind River High Maybe well, 14 or 15? I, 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 I would just say it took us six days and change to go roughly 85 miles. But one of those days we only hiked for like four and a half hours because we were in the tent for six hours in a in a lightning storm. storm. And, and I would say you, you really do need to budget in an extra day yeah. or two just to accommodate weather, especially if you're earlier in August or even July. I think once you get into late August and September... Um, early September, you're going to have less of that afternoon thunderstorm factor. You're also going to have less mosquitoes. And, and frankly, I think late, late August, early September is probably the prime time to do the route. Yeah, but also we ran into some people who live in that area, and they said it had been an interesting summer. Like there was a lot of strange weather. Virginian Liver did it in five and a half days. Alan Dixon says five and five and change. That's how, how long it took them. I think if we hadn't had weather issues, it would have been about that much. But when we were planning it, I said, let's take six days of food and we'll take five dinners plus our emergency ramen just in case there's bad weather or something happens. And, and we ended and sure up... Sure enough, we were eating ramen yeah. on night six. And, and the really cool thing is that we met this guy, Flamenco, on Knapsap Cole. And CDT through hiker. CDT through hiker. And then uh, he went down to Combe Basin and then went down to Indian Lakes and into Pinedale. And we're like, see ya, it was nice meeting you, blah, blah, blah. Weather came in. They ended up taking a zero and a half, I think, while we were hunkered down in our tent at Golden Lakes. And then, sure enough, we're coming up to Texas Lakes, which is at the base of Texas Pass. Who do we run into? This guy, Flamenco. So it was cool. The and, last and his boy, Mehap. Yeah, it was hilarious. So the last day, we actually got to hike with these two CDT through hikers, and then we camped with them at Big Sandy Lake. It was a really good. And we had extra snacks, so we gave them. We did a little backcountry trail magic. Gave yeah. them some of our extra food. That's the other. I lost five pounds in six days. I weighed before I went in. I, and the, it's not from lack of food. I, I took two pounds of food per day, and I only ate about a pound of food per day. I just my appetite wasn't there. I took way too much food, and you know the one day through Alpine Lakes Basin, I was I frankly I, I was to too to I was too terrified to eat. So I I think I had like one bar the whole, <laughs> the whole day. And the other thing I'll say is that you know. I'm probably going to have nightmares about that whole exit crack, but the Wind River High Route, not only was it the most technical hiking I've ever done, it's the most spectacular scenery I've ever experienced on a six-day hike. The The front end and the back end, some CDT hikers have done. If you've done the alternate route over Knapsack Cole, that's also part of the Wind River High Route, and the alternate route through the Circuit of the Towers is also part of the Wind River High Route. So we got to do both those, and I thought that that would be, you know, when we were doing the CDT in 06, I was like, oh, my God, that's way out of my league, you know. And, and it turns out those were actually easier sections of the way Wind River easier. High Route. So, um, And we did camp in this one basin uh, at the Bonneville Lakes. And oh, phenomenal. Anybody ever get out a map, find Bonneville Lakes. And don't go there. It is so <laughs> beautiful back there. Go there. It's yeah. gorgeous. And, and I also add, we were talking earlier, like, there's multiple routes. There's multiple versions of the Wind River High Route. The Alan Dixon route, which we mostly followed, actually starts at Green Lakes, um, which is on the CDT and in the north, and it finishes at Big Sandy Trailhead, which is also near the CDT in the south. We actually, because of Carl Shuttle issues, we actually went in from the the Pinedale side and walked about the same amount of yeah, miles, about twenty miles to get to trail. to get to Kubrock Pass, which is on the CDT. So and Peak Lake. We had a car shuttle service actually drive our car from 
the, that Pinedale Trailhead over to Big Sandy Trailhead. It's just a little. And it quite was a way bit, cheaper. Quite a bit cheaper to have your car shuttled from there than it is from Green River Lakes because Green River Lakes is really far away. Yeah, but so. you know what? The the Wind River Range is sort of really far away. It's true. And I would just say it, it's phenomenal scenery. You're gonna walk on glaciers. You're gonna be off trail. You're gonna be on talus. You're gonna see never seen before in your life and you're going to be amazed and you're probably going to be terrified at certain points but the scenery (laughs) yeah it it goes beyond embrace the brutality it's like embrace your uh, mortality maybe (laughs) is that dilo can i i I, never said that it's all you embrace the embrace your mortality.com it was great it was so great yeah i should hike it all right, so we'll post a link to Alan's website. Is yeah. Matt, anything else you guys want to talk about before we do you talk just, about the book? Well, I'll just skip right yeah, to the Yeah, let's do it. it. Yeah. Let's do so, it. Transition. So you mentioned Wandering Daisy. Yes. Her name is um, Nancy Pallister, and she wrote this wonderful book called Beyond Trails in Wind, Wind River Mountains, Wyoming. If you wanted to find the Jerry Roche book for the Wind River Range, this is or it. the Stevie Ray Roper book, or the Stevie Ray Roper it's book, it's really good. She is by far the most knowledgeable person about the Wind River Mountains, okay. at least in terms of hiking and backpacking. I don't know about climbing, but at least in terms of hiking and backpacking, um, she knows the details. Much like Dilo was saying, this book is just phenomenal. It's you can get it twenty six dollars on Amazon. It has overview, detailed mileage, detailed instructions for different routes. Comes with a CD. Whoa. Yeah, it's really, what it comes with a CD with maps, detailed maps. Oh my gosh! Now, what I like about this book, and most of these high routes ignore it, it has the Arapaho Shoshone Reservation land. Is that north? Is that on the north end? Or yes, it's okay, the other side of it. I've actually been there before in the past. The trails in that area pretty much non-existent. Yeah. It's pretty much all off-trail hiking. She has that in here. Wow. You talk about awesome off-trail hiking. Go back there. You go to Kagawa Glacier on the actual divide itself. Okay. Um, which it, it requires an expensive permit to go there, but mm. well worth it. Yeah, and, and I'll add, there there weren't any permits for the route we decided yeah. to take, but, but choose your own adventure, you know? And that's what I'm getting into. So these high routes are just fantastic, of course, but if you're on limited vacation time, which... I am at this point. Yeah. There's something to be said about making up your own route. Um, before I heard of all these high routes, I went the picture many people have seen in the different photos we've taken in the studio here. That's from a 70-mile trip I did a few years back, kind of making up on my own, yeah. using some of the information from Nancy's book that I gleaned offline. I bought the book after I did the route. Wish I would have had it before because it's phenomenal. But I didn't want to bother with a shuttle. I wanted to do less sure. driving, more hiking. Yep. So I did about 70 miles making my own loop, some of it on trail, some off trail. So you don't necessarily have to do a high route to explore the winds. If you don't want to deal with a shuttle, you have limited time, Just I strongly encourage you to buy this book and make up your own route. Even if you have time, because like the shuttle actually doesn't cost you any extra time because they shuttle your car for you. But the nice thing about having that kind of a book, the thing is, is that... Just like with the Sierra, you can look at the maps and you can think to yourself, that looks like it goes. But the reality is that there's so many things that, that don't go unless you have mad skills and gear. And these types of books... She has the local yes, knowledge. that's right. Yeah. Which, that's right. no offense to Alan Dixon and Andrew Skirker and everyone, but she is, again, the Alan Roper or the Jerry Roche of this area. <laughs> the of the Roper. Yeah. I like that. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> does, she, does she have pictures? No, it's of just funny because it's Alan Dixon and Steve Roper, but you can oh, turn them into Alan Roper. Oh, I'm I like sorry. That. Does <laughs> she have I made, I made Alan a, Ray Roper? I, yeah. I made a super hiker. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, Maggie, does she have pictures of cracks in there? She does, actually. Yeah. She does of some areas. I think her name's Nancy, not See? Maggie. Oh wow! There's some crack photos. There's so crack for, photos you know, this there. may not be oh. safe for youngsters. You know, this this actually reminds me a lot of the R.J. Secor book Nothing. for the Sierra. Yeah, and there's all these local gurus of different areas, and people like us who just kind of pass through on long hikes. We're not going to have the details that these authors will have. True and, that. And get this book, make up your own route, and uh, I think you'll just—it's very enjoyable. Yeah, I like it. And, and like I said, you know, the winds are really a choose-your-own-adventure sort of place. I mean, we just happened to pick a route that was published and do the bulk of that route. But there's there's other options. I mean, some of the Wind River High Routes go over Gannett Peak, which is Wyoming's highest peak. It's like 13.8, 13.7. We, we weren't really wanting to do that. And frankly, I mean, what we got in those six days was great. That was like all the adventure I've ever gotten in a six-day hike times 10. In fact, the last... Day so when we split up with um, Flamingo and Mehap, they were about to go up to Temple Pass, and you can see it. We could see it from our campsite. And I asked them. I said, "How far is it to Temple Pass?" And Flamingo said, "I think it's about three point six miles." So in the, that night when we went to sleep, I was like, "You know, we could do a little out and back to Temple Pass before we go to the car." Temple Pass is beautiful, and and I, and I had a I had a beer waiting in the car that yeah. I was thinking about, oh, dude. I mean, you could see it. You could see but it. But Mags, let me I tell you. I would have gone with you, P.O.D. I, we had already been over Temple Pass on the CDT in 06. It's very beautiful. It's very scenic. Uh, check it out if you haven't. And you can hike um, either of the Temple Peaks from Temple Pass. But, you know. You could uh, see it from the campsite. It looked so alluring. But then at the same time, when we split up with those guys, I said, well, this is where our trails diverge. We're going to descend 600 feet over the next five miles. And you guys are going to ascend 2,000 feet over 2.5 miles. <laughs> and they're like, yep, that sounds about right. Yep. And yeah. by the way, those guys, so they're not even halfway through their CDT through hikes. Me happens. They were, oh, they flipped. flipped up? Yeah. They were both about uh, as skinny oh as, as this microphone stand. They, they they, had, they're going to blow away in Colorado. Yeah. Then. If they get a strong wind up on one of those high peaks in you North Colorado. You think Bobcat's skinny? You should have seen these guys. They're gone. Gone, Dilo. It's it, poutine. It, it, P.O.D. made a point of continually telling them the CDT was much harder when we oh, did Oh, yes. It. That's the other thing. I was like, it was so much harder in 2006 when we did it. <laughs> did you yell, you're a fraud? You're no. Fra- <laughs> no. Oh, jeez. Okay. So is that, have we covered the Wind so. River High Route? Yeah, I think and so. And we did the media musings. Yeah, and we did the, one. Okay. Uh, up next is iTunes Top 5. Listeners, we'll be right back <laughs> with the Gossamer Year sponsored to the Trail Show. This is Mike DiLorenzo, and I don't listen to The Talus Show. Today's episode of The Talus Show is brought to you by Gossamer Gear. Gossamer Gear is a small, passionate company whose mission is to improve your backpacking experience. 
The good folks at Gossamer Gear live to create and produce products that will further enhance your enjoyment of Talus and Trail by lightening your load. <laughs> Gossamer Gear's products have been featured in Backpacker Magazine, National Geographic Adventure Magazine, and in the New York Times. Check out their amazing line of backpacks and ultralight carbon fiber trekking poles today at GossamerGear.com. Take less, do more. Cross more Talus, Gossamer Gear. See more Scree. Full disclosure, the trail show is not financially affiliated with Gossamer Gear. P.O.D., I, I have a question about these ultralight carbon fiber trekking poles. Can they survive talus? Yes. And what is talus anyway? Well, we're not going to talk about what talus is, but what I can tell you is that usually when you're in talus or anything class three, class four, you have your trekking poles stowed. So you don't really, it doesn't matter what you carry, except if your name is Snorkel. <laughs> then you're like, I'm on trail. I should probably not use my trekking poles. Oh, I'm going to be down climbing a cliff. This is a good place to get my trekking poles out because I'll definitely be using them. And if you don't know the difference between Scree and Talus, I'm going to smack you. And see if your iPad app has and a I also app. need to add that on our Wind River trip, I know we're done with that, but we came over to Knapsap Coal. We're taking a break. We ran into these two guys that were base camped and then had gone up not all the way to the top. And they were like, well, did, you guys, did you guys come over that? And we're like, yeah. And they said to Disco, how was it? What was it like? And he was like, yeah, it was, you know, it was cool. It was really pretty up there. And then they turned to me and they said, what about you? Did you like it? And, oh, all, and all I could think of was, what are you girls doing up here on this yes. trail? So what did, you, what did you tell them? I said, you know, I wanted to like it, but my uterus inhibits me from liking <laughs> such things. <laughs> did they, what did they say in response No, I didn't to that? say that. Oh, no. oh, That'd man. been really funny if you did. I know. I just... It's some, you yeah. know, it's just not worth it sometimes. And, and they're not mean-spirited. It's just funny to me because, like, they didn't go up because they were scared. And they're like, what about you? Did you like it? And I just wanted to say, yeah, I, yeah, I went up there. Guys, and why didn't you go up there? If they'd only seen P.U.D. doing a bonus Class 4 climb that I chose not to do. and that Oh, yeah. I, I had literally got the... Let's not talk about that. Okay. You know what's funny is P.O.D. also chose a, a bonus Class 4 climb on the Sierra High Route. Yeah. She's and, got a uh, bad habit, Snorkel. We've got some great photos of her doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she had a wonderful time. Have you yeah. been doing uh, um, finger pull-ups? No. No? I, I think I saw P.O.D. in the rock gym down here. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. Doing some finger pull-ups. Uh, huh? That's right. Finger that's right. over her yeah. door. You know, she was yelling, on boy. Uh, no, no. Unbele, unbele, arriba, arriba. <laughs> arriba, okay. take, arriba, tota. Take. <laughs> trips. I, I don't even know what that means. I don't know. Anyway, okay. I don't, I trips. Don't. Trips. Trips. For, you know what? We need some music for trips from the month. Da, 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 da. Can we have something jazzy? No, dude. Something jazzy. No, I don't have jazzy. so jazzy. terrible. Oh, Let's not do music. On. Yeah, that's music. Jesus, okay. Well, so, never mind. Uh, if Bobcat were here, he Bye would now. give us a little music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Bobcat's not here. He'll be gone for 11 days. Right. His report says he's in Jasper. Okay. And he's going to go to the very ends, one of the ends. I can't even pronounce it. It's the furthest reach of the GDT before starting into the more low, boggy-type mountains. Okay. How do you pronounce that? So is he almost done? 11 days he'll be yeah. done. And we should mention this is a little uh, tip of the the hand for a future show. Bobcat yes. will be reviewing the Great Divide trail and bobcat will be our uh, guest guest for that show is that next month or the month it after? is so okay, if you good. don't want to date him right now after listening to that show you certainly oh you're will. gonna be yeah. all randy especially after that boy puts on 15 pounds <laughs> all right trips what have we done this past month who should we start with well snorkel and i went on a trip together this past weekend that's true okay let's go there snorkel what did we do this past weekend 
So I'm I'm working on a, a day hiker's guidebook to the CDT with the CDTC. Ooh. And uh, we did a little scouting for uh, a trip up in the Mount Zirkel wilderness. The Zerks. The Zerks. Oh, that that was way too low. Sorry. Yeah. Continue snorkel. And it just so happened that our, our trail show friend Buck Thirty, also known as B three PO, was was in steamboat. So of course we had to intercept with him. And do a little uh, bonus miles for, for him on his zero day. Yeah, we hiked about 6.3 miles round trip to Strawberry Hot Springs. Oh. So we wouldn't have to drive. And uh, yeah, he, he did 6.3 miles on his zero days, which just shows you how lonely he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bonus. And that's town he, he miles. he made several suggestions about me leaving Disco and hiking with him on... The CDT, which I was strange because he also said... How dare you, Buck When we 30. asked him how his hike was going, he said, and I quote, Well, I'm hiking a lot faster because I don't have a woman dragging down my mileage. Oh! oh. Whoa. Send yes. all hate mail to B3PO at pimp.bobcatdates.com. Should we add that? Oh, whoa, whoa, Max, Max. Man, we're really throwing this kid under but, the bus. Um, I'm just yeah, we, we did, did run into Matt, uh, to Max. We did run into <laughs> Buck 30. They do kind of look alike. I know, alike. I know. He mentioned that several times. And uh, we had a good time. So Snorkel and I, we, we got to our, our trailhead on Friday night at like 1130. There were some people partying up there. They came over and were like, hey, come on over. And we're like, no, we're, we're having an early morning. They were really nice. Their music wasn't that loud. They were pretty cool. And I mean, it was a big, you know, it was a trail. Yes. Was there recreating with dirt bikes? At about, well, we fell asleep. I did at least. And I know Snorkel did. She has snorkelepsy. <laughs> <laughs> and then at 1 a.m. Hashtag snorkelepsy. And then at 1 a.m., they decided because they were good and drunk at that point and it was dark, they should start dirt biking. Of course. It was so loud. It sounded like a chainsaw, like right next to my face. And um, we might have been camped right on a dirt road. And we were on a dirt. They they told us they're like just camp here. No one will bother you. So they were really cool. But then uh, we got up early in the morning. I did not feel so great, and it was kind of hot. But anyway, um, so we we did a little hike there, and then we went down into town. We did the hike to the hot springs, and the next night we also we soaked. We did the six point two. We soaked, and then we still had to drive another. 30, 45 minutes to get to our... I don't know. I was asleep. I know. Snorkelepsy. <laughs> Snorkelepsy. Yeah, she was asleep in the car. I remember going to McDonald's, though. Yeah. We rolled up to the to our campsite. It was like 11.45. And I was like, just keep sleeping, Snorkel. I'll set up the tent. I felt bad. When it, whenever Whoa, it's you like, don't do that for me. What's up? Whenever anyone's like, keep sleeping, I'll set up the tent. What that really means is, help me set up this no, tent. No, I would have been fine. Biot. Yeah, no, P.O.D. I was fine. But she did get up and help me set up the tent. But anyway... And then we dropped off Buck 30, and he... So, oh, the other thing is that he had to resupply. Oh. This is great. This he is has, fantastic. He's, he's eating like it's still 1998 on the Appalachian Trail. We went through his bags and separated into junk food, you know, and then there was a pile of slightly nutritional food, and then, like, worth its weight food, okay? There was one item in the worth its weight food, cheese. He had, like, 20 items, and that was it. That was it. That was the only thing that was worth its weight. And then he had, and the questionable thing was like tortillas and maybe one other thing. Some well, tor- sort of granola bar that had a yes. lot of sugar. Yes, and then everything else was junk food. Chocolate bars, Little Debbie's, Twinkies, crap like that. Okay, so then he put his three one-pound chocolate bars and his block of cheese in our cooler during the day and when we went to the hot springs. Bad move. And he forgot to take them Rookie out. Move. Oh. Rookie move. 
You cannot put things separate from the food bag and your backpack because you will walk out of town without them. That's my trail tip of the month, but, people. But circle two one. Now I'll do a better. We'll do yeah. a better trail tip but later. Circle, oh, okay. I yeah. did enjoy eating three pounds of chocolate on a drive back <laughs> from Steamboat. Also three pounds of cheese. Yeah, and we also left him a note on the side of the road that said, "B3PO, you're never going to make it." You're n- somebody. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a rite of passage <laughs> as a through hiker. Someone has to tell you at some point during your walk, you're never going to make it. So. Yeah. I think you did buck favor a uh, buck favor. You did buck <laughs> buck thirty a yeah. favor. Anyway, that, out of the way. do you want to add anything to our trip there, Snorks? You guys did go to the best hot springs in Colorado. We did. You know, I, I'm pretty fond of Valley View myself. How and, dare you? Ooh. But it was nice. But it, it was no, nice. It was really nice. Really beautiful. Really great. Uh, I, I got to ride around piggyback on Pod's back. That's right. There were all these couples. <laughs> <laughs> like bobbing around in the water together, and they weren't doing anything. Were they, were they just, frolicking? No, they're just you know they're like all hanging on each other. They're lovey dovey. It's, it's kind of weird. And there were a lot of allegations that the three of us were making about uh, various things that might have been happening. But in I don't the water think anything's happening. But but mm. so I was like, we should the three of us should like because Snorkel and Buck Thirty are both really short. I thought it'd be funny if they both hung on me. Really short? I'm like two <laughs> inches shorter than you. No, you're more. Yeah, than come on, Pod. And I thought it'd be really funny if the. Two of them hung on me, and we kind of bobbed around in the water like all the couples were doing. I thought that'd be kind of funny, but then just snorkel and I. Are there, any, around. Are there I think, any photos? I think Buck Thirty was kind of turned on by uh, the two of us <laughs> frolicking. <laughs> this poor guy is like tire tracks are from under the bus. Oh man! Buck Thirty, Buck Thirty, come to my house. You can have some ice. <laughs> <laughs> come to my house, and you can help do I the think landscape. What he's really, Johnson for is some carrot cake. Yeah, I don't oh. have any carrot cake. But Buck Thirty, I have a lot of ice in my freezer right now. You should come over, man. Uh, anyway. Who else did a trip? I, I think Dilo. Oh, I did a trip. Yeah, I just came back from England, actually. Well, now wait a minute. You went <laughs> yeah. to England. I was in England. Did you get a? Did you get some warm beer over there? Uh, the beer that I drank in England was not that warm. Actually, really? everything was everything was cold. And what? It was cold. Yeah. Did huh. you uh, do the coast to coast trail? No, I basically I, I hung out with pregnant women and little children in England. Oh. Mm. And uh, I went to England for a family reunion. The majority of my wife's family is in England, so we had a family okay. reunion there. We went to a hotel in the countryside, which was chock full of people on holiday camping. Um, well, hmm. What does camping look like in England? Are you actually? Tents or, or oh yeah, it, it looks very much like car camping really? in the USA. Yeah, they Texas flags, you know the whole bit. <laughs> yeah, they got uh, ATVs, guns. There's no guns in Europe. <laughs> Flamethrowers, flamethrowers, no blowtorches. I had lots of conversations with my English relatives about guns. It was pretty fun stuff. Huh. Guns and politics, marijuana. They like to talk about all that stuff. Okay, they're they're very like, proper. All yeah, this, like all the stuff that they can't have, but we can. Well, they just like to understand, like why on earth America. Americans have all these guns when you know children just keep getting shot because pretty pretty yeah. silly. But did they ask the same question? Concept. Why do Americans have so much marijuana when kids keep getting stoned? No, they did not. Wow, snorkel with a tip in Delo, please. But basically, I will say that um, when you are in England with three children under the age of five and two pregnant women, you don't find yourself spending nearly as much time at the pub. As you would like to. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. So, so did you have to buy beer and bring it to the... I bought some beer. I drank some beer. I drank some whiskey. Um, oh. But I would have liked to drink much more beer than I did there. Okay. I also had some health issues while I was there. Okay. Yeah. Can you... Can I, basically, you... when you try to medicate um, diarrhea with beer, <laughs> it doesn't work. So that's, that's my trail tip of the month. 
And then once I got over my diarrhea, then I came down with a cold. So, and I'm wow. still packing. Sounds, wonderful. Sounds like a great Snorkel. vacation. Snorkel. Yeah. So, so Dilo, I hear when that you drink a lot of beer in England, you become pissed. Is is that correct? That is correct. Yes, there are lots of words that I the British use pissed. that the Americans don't use. For example, the British don't say vacuum cleaner; they say Hoover, after the brand name of vacuum yeah. cleaner. Really? They don't say store; they say shop. Hmm. Um, I say they don't say subway; they have tubes. Mm. <laughs> and On a rather tube. Yeah, lots of, lots of fun things like that. But because I am a multicultural human being, I was aware of all these things and I used the proper terminology while I was there. Oh, so nice. Yeah. Did you get pissed, Dilo? I did not. I was too, I had too much responsibility coming out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had too many pregnant women and children around me. Wow. To so really do that. Sounds like a stellar vacation. It was actually really nice, though. We had fun. England, we spent our last two days in London, and my God, this city is just absolutely beautiful. Ridiculously crowded. I couldn't even imagine driving around there. Okay. But so it's no Boulder. It's no Boulder. Ah. Uh, there's far more diversity in London than there is here in Boulder. Sure. No. Really? But the architecture. <laughs> Can I get a cigarette? <laughs> Dilo, please lay. You gotta lay Anyways, off the. No, I just need a cigarette, okay. unfiltered. Um, the architecture in London is phenomenal. The best thing that I would recommend to anybody who's going to London to do any sightseeing is to take the public transportation boat down the Thames. For eight pounds one way, you can take a boat ride down the Thames. That's a lot of food. A snorkel. It's fantastic. Dilo, what about a little urban hiking? Can't you walk along the Thames? Uh, you could, um, but you can only walk so far with the three-year-old who insists on riding on your shoulders. Mm. Yeah. So that's a trail tip of the month if you're with a three-year-old. Yeah. Don't have a three-year-old. <laughs> Bada bang. If you're going to do an urban There's got to be some sort of ultralight pack that, that carries a three-year-old. I did not bring my ultralight pack to London with me. Dilo, Maybe we can ask Gossamer Gear. Uh, I'm curious. It's a good idea. Maybe they could craft a child-carrying pack that consists of nothing but Cuban fiber and straps. Were you provided with free alcohol on the flight over and back? I was. Is that because you did not fly on a U.S.-based airline? I did. I flew on a Canadian-based airline there and a U.S.-based airline back. And you got alcohol both ways? I did not get alcohol on the way back. Ah. You did not because, because you flew on a no, U.S.-based airline. Trail US. tip of the month, people. Do you know, not, I think you're right. No, I, think no. you're right. It, I am I, right. I, I flew a, an American airline there and back to Japan last month, and I got alcohol. Yeah. I've had At alcohol. no charge. At no charge. Okay. It was the timing wasn't really right for alcohol on the flight back. What does that even mean? That doesn't Why? mean anything to me. Timing's always right. It means, it right means on the I woke up on, at like man. four in the morning. It, it, British it's time. Pr- it's, it's like I don't want to. Prime time. Dilo, it, it sounds like you took a Canadian flight out there. I did. Yeah. Did they give you free poutine? No, they didn't. But they had Molson Canadian. Boom oh. bam. Delicious. Mags, did you do any trips this month? I'll, I'll just. <laughs> Be selected. I did one outdoor trip and one cultural trip. Okay. Yeah, let's hear trip, about that perhaps? cultural trip. Well, I think everybody wants to know about that. Well, we'll do the outdoor trip because D'Lo and I talked about it earlier. Okay. Yeah. There's not many places in the front range of Colorado where you can see three people at the very beginning of the trip, see no one in the middle, and don't see anyone again so you're a mile from the car. It was wonderful. In Colorado, partially off trail, on the St. Louis Divide, by the CDT. Where the hell is the St. Louis Divide? I'm pretty sure that's in Missouri. Nope. Missouri Basin? D'Lo and I have... D'Lo and I have done a similar trip. Dude, how could you not have the buzzer noise? It disappeared, man. Just just saying, that kind of a trip in the increasingly crowded front range is unheard of. And it took me three hours to get back during summer, which reminds me, 
Why, Why I don't go to Summit County anymore. So that was a wonderful outdoor. Tried some more, but I know people are just anxious about this cultural trip. Yes. When I did that trip, Mags, a few few years ago on the hellacious drive back. There it is. Sorry. Thanks. I got stuck behind a, somebody whose license plate said 4D-Lo. Wow. No, 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 no. Say yes. it ain't so. It is very much so. I wow. got stuck behind somebody whose license plate said 4D-Lo. I took a picture of it. Wow. Wow. So D- I didn't have the cool license plate, but otherwise D-Lo and I had a very similar trip, it seems. I did a similar All trip. All right, tell us what... No, wait, 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 don't care. No, uh, we want to hear about Mags. We want to hear about Mags. Uh, I did a cigarette. We need to hear about this cultural trip. Mags. So... so <laughs> <laughs> I went back east to the homeland. Good God, Dilo, do you have health insurance? <laughs> I just need a Marlboro. <laughs> man, you got to switch to American Spirit. He's man. got a summer cold, ladies and gentlemen. Summer That's what cold. happens when you're in England, where it's like sixty degrees and raining. Mm, then you come back to uh, Colorado, where, where it's, it's ninety-seven degrees, yeah, and zero percent humidity. Hey, mm-hmm. we're at, we're in the mountains. Yeah, we're yeah, in the mountains. Boulder's town. totally a mountain town, right? <laughs> anyway, Max. Max, please. So it, I went back east to the homeland of Rhode Island for my brother Joey's wedding. Joey, the, bag it down. Oh, Joey. Not Joseph. Not Joe. Joey. Ha- Joey. How old is Joey? He is 37, which is very late by Rhode Island standards to get married. Oh, is this a first marriage? This is his first marriage. Congrats to Joey. Yes. So this was a... Um, God bless you. A very certain type of northeast wedding and i i think some people saw the photo of this oh yeah yeah uh, buck 30 was actually asking us about the photos he wanted to wear that same outfit while yeah. he was like in the city fuchsia fuchsia is the color that came to mind so people are like was this to be ironic no this is what you do and in northeast <laughs> italian catholic was this to be ironic <laughs> who has an ironic wedding that, that sounds fun <laughs> <laughs> maybe in portland i have a que- I have the but answer not in that. rhode island i have the answer to that snorkel alanis morissette we, uh, he used it wrongly. Also but Canadian. I, she also yeah. has some poutine yeah. to offer you. So th- this wonderful <laughs> photo. <laughs> which we, which you, d- it is on our Facebook page. Because people were just, thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I'm wearing a tux with a hot pink fuchsia cummerbund. The bridesmaids. The vest, too. The no, it wasn't a cummerbund. It was a vest. A vest. With a kerchief in the pocket. Who chose the, cl- the colors for this wedding? It's like my hiking gear. And I, I, what's really funny is when I was a senior in high school, that's why I wore for my prom. So I call this a prom wedding. Yeah. yeah. And I it was, was the same wedding. Those are very popular. <laughs> yeah. When we, sure enough, we had the Italian wedding soup. We had the pasta course. We had the veal. And it was just, we even had the Jordan almonds. Did it? you guys really have veal? <laughs> oh, my God. Jordan almonds, really? <laughs> we did. That's I love awesome. Jordan almonds. Great hiking food. Dolce Cecilia. <laughs> it does come from Roman tradition, though. But what now? Two thousand years ago, w- did they serve bowls of pasta as big as your head? We did have a ziti course. <laughs> uh, were there meatballs as big as his head? A ziti course, Dilo. They had a ziti hey! course. Hey, oh. A ziti course. But yeah, it was just very interesting. And here, are my brothers and I, who look, you could tell our ethnic background and our toxins, and I had the sun. No way. I swear to God, yeah. But no word of a lie. No word of a lie. And I felt like I was getting ready for my senior prom, except this was. <laughs> I'm 41 years old, getting ready for my middle brother's prom. Joey's <laughs> wedding. Joey's wedding. Oh, Forget about it. Donuts. And it was really funny because the bridesmaids, Joey. they're they're a bit younger, and 
it's it's not like my brother's what now wife was getting. It's like they're all getting married. They're getting really into it. Okay. And one of the bridesmaids yelled at me because I had my arm at the incorrect height compared to the other ushers. Hmm. It was very choreographed. So Interesting. There, there's a correct height is what you're telling yes, me. Yes, and there's lots of blue eyeshadow. Sounds like that girl needed to have blue a few more drinks eye before shadow? walking. Oh, yeah. This this was... Snorkel, that's in right now, in case you haven't heard. There, there was blue eyeshadow galore. <laughs> and, and I, Hashtag blue eyeshadow. Are you eyeshadow. sure it Check wasn't it supposed to be in well, I get all my wedding. makeup from Hiker Boxes, so what can I yeah, say? Exactly. <laughs> well, Mags, it sounds like a hell of a vacation. But I did get to go to a National Wildlife Refuge, a little bit of hiking. It was actually a very beautiful place, Satchewisset um, National Wildlife Refuge. What did you just say? Satchewisset. Yes, it's probably Native American for yeah. the, uh, ocean by the tourist trap. Nice. But in, in Dilo, I should tell you, me and Mags were talking before the show, before you arrived. When I lived in Newport, Late, Rhode Island as usual. for a year... I would go to that same exact wildlife refuge to go hiking because it was the only semi-legitimate trail system anywhere near to Newport, Rhode Island while I was living there. And it's pretty phenomenal, actually. It's it's, it's authentic New England coast. It's not trucked yeah. in sand. It's native grasses, lots of wildlife with the birds and sea otters and such. The Wachimahusit? The Wachimahusit. Yeah. Sea otters, little furry creatures. Yes. Oh, Snorkel loves those little furry creatures. <laughs> so I've heard. It's true. <laughs> but, <laughs> Whoa, bada bang. Hey. But it's <laughs> rocky, New, rocky New England coast. You can smell salt air. And it's really funny yeah. because... I don't know, but a 15-minute walk away is a paid beach, which is very artificial, all the trucked and sand on the coast. And that costs 10 bucks to park. You sure. go by the National Wildlife Refuge, it's free. Ten whole dollars? Compared to free, and it's artificial Come on, sand. Free, free. And, you know, you blanket to blanket. And, and the wildlife refuge is way, way... Do you know about the cliff walk? I've done the cliff walk. Uh, I've done the... We'll have to... Maybe that can maybe be trail of the month. Trail of the, yeah. month. Yeah. the, the three-mile cliff walk can be trail of the month for like hey. a, a future Just like Skirkus says, short as the new long. <laughs> no. I'm go. sure there's a lot of East Coast uh, listeners who, who would be interested yes. in this. Yeah, the, the cliff walk, walk man. I've done Disco, the cliff have walk. you done any trips? Okay, so to get ready for the winds, P.U.D. and I went up to the flat tops, which I think... Both Mags and Dilo had talked about on previous shows. But I've never been there. been there. You've never been there. Oh. Yeah. I've been there. Okay, so we did the Devil's Causeway hike. Yeah. How fun was that? And, and I'll just... I'll just <laughs> was it fun? It was well, awesome. Here's what yeah. I'll say. I didn't do any research about the hike beforehand because I knew P.O.D. She had the map. She had the route. We were hiking up. I, I just... I, I knew it was all taken care of. I left it to her. So we hiked up. Right when we got to the start of the Devil's Causeway, I was like, okay, this is no joke. There is a good 500-foot drop on each side of this one-foot-wide piece of rock. But it's super stable rock. And dogs do it. Boy Scouts do it. Did you walk or did you, like, scoot across it? I, no, I, I walked. I did do all fours for about a five-foot section. I'd say the, the sketchiest part was about a 30- to 40-foot section. Oh, that's long. But... P.O.D. was in front of me, and she was just going. So I didn't even really have time to think That's about how, how absolutely uh, ridiculous the exposure was. I, I just didn't even look. I just sort of like got in the zone, looked right in front of me. We crossed. And then there was a guy right behind us, and we were hanging out on the other side of the causeway taking a snack break. And we noticed the guy came up to it and literally just stopped dead and just froze. he froze and he looked at it for a solid 15 minutes and then he sort of did all four crab walk across it 
And we talked to him afterwards, and he was like, man, you guys didn't really seem to have any problem with it. And I was like, well, I didn't know it was going to be as crazy as it was. I just was following her, and I guess P.O.D. knew. But I, I, she, by the way, this one over here, I, I don't know if I'm going to go hiking with you without doing a little research beforehand. I have a, I have a new hiking partner. Sorry. Just yeah. Go. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. It, if Buck 30 doesn't take her, I'm, I will. B3. <laughs> But anyway, Devils, it was a phenomenal hike. We ended up doing like a making a ten mile loop out of it. Yeah, it was really. And cool. I tell you what, by the end of the oh, day, yeah. we saw people coming up. It was like four miles to the Devils Causeway. The way we came in, if you went the other side of the loop, it'd be like six, six and a half to get to the causeway. And I don't know if they'd taken wrong turns or what, but they were sunburned. They were Jeez. overweight. They straight off the couch asking us how far is it to the causeway and it's and it's like you know 2 3 p.m storm clouds are moving in i don't i'm not the kind of guy that tells folks you're never gonna make it when you encounter them and we have people asking us like does it get any less steep and when people start asking you those types of questions i mean what do you say you know and i think i i think one lady i was like listen i'm not you know i'm not gonna lie to you it doesn't get any less steep but it doesn't get any worse yeah, it wasn't that steep, but, but I know she what was you say pissed. to those people. I know Stark. what you say to those people. Dilo, what do you say? You say, get on the trail. No, cue my cue my uh, cue my MJ music. Um, you say, get on the trail. No, my MJ, my MJ, my what MJ. Do, your Michael Jackson music? No, I don't no, know what you're MJ, talking about. Amendment sixty four. Oh, oh. oh my god! Like, here, here, yeah, you making it. You take this for me, yeah. You trying to get him high? Yeah, is what you're telling this, me? It'll get you up a trail. <laughs> So, did you actually get to explore the flat tops area besides the causeway? Well, we, well did a, we did a loop. Yeah, about a ten around and the half. Chinese wall and stuff. Yeah, okay. and, and it was phenomenal. I mean, I think those are just wonderful mountains. And uh, it's it's on the top hundred lists of hike, hikes in Colorado. Now, I think one of the big problems with the flat tops, especially in the midsummer, is that it's so flat and so boggy. The mosquitoes are insane. The mosquitoes were not bad at all. They weren't bad. It we, was not boggy but I don't think, at all. I don't think the Devil's Causeway kind of gets into the flatness and mm. the bogs. From what well, I that's volcanic rocks mm. here. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you you, st- you stray from the Devil's Deal. Causeway and you start to go back. There are bogs. We we took a lakes, break. Potholes at Mosquito Lake. You did. And there weren't mosquitoes. And there weren't mosquitoes. Oh, interesting. I, I did it over Labor Day weekends. Yeah. And you can do a fifty mile hike through there with like the volume of Maine in many ways. Yeah. Huh. It's just with the lakes and the woods. Sept- sept- the, Labor Day? Yeah. September? Yeah. Max, did you huh. go across the causeway? I did. What'd you think about that? Yeah. Do you think the exposure was uh Oh, I mean there's exposure, but you know, it's base again, dogs and little kids do it. Yeah. Snorkel. Boy uh, Scout troops. Snorks. Yeah, I mean, I love the causeway, but I, I kind of love the, You've done so. it, too. Yeah, yeah. So, Dilo, you're the only one in I the room. I have not been there, yeah. Oh, the other thing is that I could not believe the wildflowers on this oh, lake. Man. It was, I think it was the most insane wildflowers I've ever seen, especially in such a short period of time. Just like every little turn and twist, it was just, it was insane. It was it, so beautiful. Can we get the wildflower sound effects? Yep. Bam! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, in Colorado, it's been a great year for wildflowers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just went up to Herman Gulch, which I know that Mags has done Herman. a little trail magic at. Uh, yeah. the closest part of the CDT to Denver. And, man, I mean, it's like 45 minutes from Denver, and the wildflowers were fantastic. I was like, man, why don't I do this more Herman often? Gulch. It, it has uh, over 100 uh, different types of wildflowers, which, if you're a botanist, is uh, apparently a really cool place. Yeah. Cool. I like waxing the purple sometimes, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
The it, Columbine? Yeah. yeah, the Columbine. It's, oh, you yeah. know, get the, some purple. The hairbells. Yeah. Okay, very good. I think we've covered trips from the past month. Yep. Okay, we had some letters and we had some dispatches and some other audio yes. sort of items this month. P.O.D., take it away. Uh, I have a letter from Timothy Tribu Plaza. Tribu. Tribu. Don't, don't, donor this month. It says, hey guys, heard about the trail show from Buck 30 as Ooh. we crossed into Wyoming on the CDT. You have thoroughly entertained me during my CDT through hike and triple crown. Funny thing, I'm a bit of a fast hiker and was literally peeing while walking while simultaneously listening to Skirka describe how it's done. Gosh. No word of a lie. I really pre- appreciate y'all's perspective as I am now 37 and always looking for more routes that I can do in a month or so while I finally give up the dirt bagging lifestyle to settle down a bit like our friend Dilo. Moving to Burlington, Vermont after the trail and we'll send not only some great Vermont baz. But also a growler or two of my favorite homebrew. Love you all. And he also provides a hiker tip. Should I? I'll save that for the tip of the month. We're yeah, gonna sa- get, save that for trail tip. Tribu is month. Tribu is our, our uh, tip of the month. Okay. Mags, do you have some letters over there? I do. I have a, three tweets and a long letter, so it kind of balances out. We'll do the tweets first. Or two of them are from our buddy, The Onion. The Onion! I, I'm going to cut the music so that we can hear these uh, in, in okay, high good. fidelity. Yes. All right. He wrote, who cares? They're effing <laughs> ice cubes. <laughs> Make some more. <laughs> then he wrote, at Trail Show, no. My least favorite segment was the home improvement tips. <laughs> iTunes is a close second. <laughs> <laughs> and our, our third tweet is from <laughs> the tweet master, Ingrid Gerard. I, lo- I, I love her tweets. <laughs> yeah, she has great yeah, tweets. She's good. Starting my long trail hike tomorrow. Hoping I'm not featured as a trail news tragedy by at P. Magsco <laughs> on the next trail show. Hashtag, where's my hat? Oh. That was a good one. Uh, from Joey Ritchie. Hey, Joey. Hey, Joey, forget about it. Uh, repeat offender, although still just a one-offing. I'm still vagabonding, although back in hiker mode, now in Europe. I'm close to finishing the Pyrenees High Route along the France-Spain border onto the GR20 next, finishing the Altavia 2 in Italy. That Ooh, GR20. Oh. I hear that's the hardest trip Corsica. Yeah, Corsica. Yeah, me too. I heard it. Like, we probably couldn't do it. Except, we'll probably, uh, except in Europe, they have ladders instead of cracks. We'll probably feature the GR20 at some point. They have ladders going up those cracks. We'll see. Right. <laughs> or or they wires. Cr- they have wires. They have ropes. They like, have crack ladders. What, what happens Dilo? if you go on the wrong crack? You, well, you just don't You just follow the wires across the pass. Dilo, you always have to follow the right crack. Yep. Max. Max. All right. So this is from one of our new donators. And I think we just played her son's Get on the Trail side clip. Should we, uh, should we hear that again? Yeah. Oh, let me, let me turn that up. The, I think his name is Sully. Get on the trail! That's a pretty good one, Dilo. What do it you is. think? I like that. Does it, that nice meet job, your Sully. approval? It Some does. Get on the trail! Ears explode okay. from that. <laughs> I know. So this is by Karen. Who's? Huss. 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 Thank you, guys. I just started listening to you two weeks ago. I left Fridays, July 17th, for a solo road trip to Colorado. I listened to your podcast every minute in the car and off to while I hiked. I car camped and hiked each day. Hit Crested Butte Gothic. Yes. Bredesen, yes. Telluride. Yes. Lizardhead Pass. Yes. Silverton. Yes. Animus Forks. Meh. Before, <laughs> before the heavy metal contamination, I assume. Yeah. yeah. And the Colorado Trail in both directions from Melissa Pass. Yes. 
my first time in Southwest Colorado. I felt like I got to know and love you during all that time. Aww. I was only a few episodes in when I realized I already purchased and read I Hike. Hey, now. Yeah, great book. Had watched the walkumentary. Hey, now. Great walkumentary. And I had Meh. researched Colorado Tri segments <laughs> on pmags.com. Mm. So she knew us. Great website. Must wow. be fate that I found this podcast. So that a FKT for listening to episodes 1 through 37 in 10 days. 10 Whoa. days. 30, 37 wow. episodes. Send that woman a trail show hat. Get her a hat. <laughs> uh, what about the thong? Well, Ooh. there's that too. There we go. Yes. Not, not sure, but it left me with withdrawal when I finished 37 before getting through Kansas on the way home. Thir- hmm. 37 episodes of Trail Show in 10 days. Well, it, but she ran out in Kansas. That's a new FKT like deal. 50 hours of Trail Show or something. Put it in the yeah. record book. Oh, it's in the books. Thank goodness episode 38 is here. I'm saving it for some hiking this weekend. It'll be mostly flat, mountainless, sad hiking <laughs> in Missouri. <laughs> Pronounced <laughs> misery. <laughs> I think that her th- 37 episodes in 10 days yeah. beats Jennifer Farr Davis's record of 37 episodes in 10.25 days. I, I wow. challenge Scott yeah. Yurick to take that, that FKT down. <laughs> He's still paying off uh, but, hey, bills right Baxter. now. But Karen wrote, <laughs> but Karen wrote, despite this flat mountainous area, it's still on a trail. Okay. Mm. So this is a great letter because we have commentary. Funny story. I shared a few select moments of various podcasts with my son, 12 years old, Sullivan. And now he frequently imitates <laughs> D'Lo saying, Larry Boy. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's my thing, man. I'm just reading. Okay, okay, it okay, says man. disco. You read it wrong. Oh. oh How you dare read? you? I'm sorry. <laughs> and D'Lo's Get on the Trail. Larry Boy. I've attached a sound bite, which we've played. Get on the trail. There we go. That needs to be louder. Yeah, I'm sorry. Magnum Get on the trail. It's remarkably similar. It, 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 and here's just so people have a little comparison. Get on the trail. It's pretty close. I think Sully yeah, did a good really job. Good. I think he did it better than Dilo. Did I really say that? <laughs> but <laughs> that was you, man. So, so she says, I feel like I have to keep my eye on him so he doesn't take up the herb. Oh, oh. Dilo, please. He also sarcastically comforts Free me up the herb, when I'm getting on his older brother for making a mess. He gets the most cheesy, caring look on his face and says. Namaste. Oh, you guys. Seriously. You've taught him so ter- that I will terrible sh- things. So that I will shoot back with, don't you freaking namaste me, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we both yell, get on the trail and laugh. Wow. We're, just, we're just helping family relations here. I love it. Now, I would like to add. So this is from, that, that's from Karen Huss. And she yeah. mentioned her son, Sully. Right? Yeah. Okay. So we also had a new donor. Uh, Miguel Quinones. Miguel. And I, I want to read his letter next because I had a little thought when All I right. when I compared these two letters. Do you want me to just finish? Oh, these yeah. Stuff? Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that's okay. It's almost done here. So I hiked in Peru a few years ago and I've spent a week hiking in Colorado each year for the last four. I'm hoping to do some true segment hiking the Colorado Trail, eventually through hike the PCT when my kids are out of college. Until then, I will follow your podcast, live vicariously through your adventures, and go do my best to... Get on the trail. Very good. Okay, so from... Great letter. Yes. From Miguel Quinones, he says, "Uh, We really like your show and listen to it often. In fact, I read Disco's book and we watched the documentary as a family. Wife. Whoa. Wife, 14-year-old daughter, and 12-year-old son. Our daughter thinks you are really cool. He's talking about me there. 
Just well, so you know. There's a few it definitely wouldn't be me. In there. I don't know. This yeah. summer, she bagged her first two 14ers during summer camp near Durango. She loves being out in the backcountry doing some burly hikes, and it makes a big difference for her, for her to hear from other women who enjoy doing the same things. Aww. That's nice. Sleeping under a tarp near an alpine lake is her favorite thing in the world. Aww. As a family, we walked for five days of the Camino de Santiago, ending up in Santiago de Compostela. Her reaction to the experience was that she wants to do the whole thing when she is older from France. Keep up the good work, Mickey. And so his daughter, Isabella, who goes, who has the trail name of Q. I was just thinking, Q, she's 14, she's into the outdoors. Sully, 12, into the outdoors. It could be a possible trail show love connection in the future. P.O.D., maybe they don't swing that way. True. Yeah, come on. Don't be making assumptions, P.O.D. Maybe they could just be really awesome hiking partners. Uh. You know? I'm just saying, it's cool that there's these two families. They both have kids about the same age. They're both listening to the trail show, and both of their kids are into the outdoors at a young age. I just think that's really awesome. I like it. I don't know. I just made that connection when I was reading through all these. I like it, too. I, w- I wish no. that I had been able need, to do that sort of thing when really I was great. a kid. We need some audio of Q saying, get on the trail. So uh, And Q, I just want to say you got you to keep it up there, man. You well, got to keep, 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 keep it on. Do you think maybe there's a, a POD line that, that Q would want to take? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know if that's family friendly, though. <laughs> uh, the, not the what are you girls doing? Maybe could, could, that yeah, could she, she could do that. Yeah, yeah okay. And then she can answer. She can say, well, we're menstruating. <laughs> what are you doing up here? Oh, man. Hey, we just went off to left field. Yeah, right. we did. Anyway. Beauty, please. Come on. Hey, it's a natural natural current oh. for a thru-hiker. That's right. Hiker. There you go. I think that's all the letters I have, Max. Wait, hashtag I, I Diva have, Cup. I have no more. Do, okay. we, have a, do we have an audio clip from Howie Mork? <laughs> it looks like Homework, but okay. it could be a typo. Okay. I know. I think so, it's Howie Mork. <clears throat> our good friend Homework. Who, oh, it's homework. Who you guys might remember from Howie from Nanny last Nanny summer? Howie did I misspell his name? I yeah, thought it was just like kind of an ironic. I thought it was somebody name. new. I thought it was somebody. <laughs> new. No, it's not ironic, Snorkel. Hey, there's so many Portland hikers now. I just can't keep track of. So them. many folks might remember homework from last summer. But Howie uh, Mark is a good trail name. Howie Mark was on the PCT, <laughs> and we haven't. You don't have a trail you know, name yet. Nobody really <laughs> picked up the. Howie slack. Mark is up for grabs. Nobody really picked grabs. up the slack from where he left off. No one from the PCT was sending us audio clips this summer. Anyway, Homework is an instructor with a wilderness camp that will go unnamed at the moment. But he sent me this audio clip, and he was able to get a quick interview with one of his uh, campers, which is kind of funny. Check it out. Can I interview you? What are you doing right now? Bringing out my disgusting, sweaty, dirty, wet socks. What happened? Trevor made us cross a creek. <laughs> Where are we? I have no idea, but there are a lot of bugs. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite part of backpacking? Uh, the burn I get in my glutes. Nice. What's your least favorite part? Uh, the smell. I just started smelling myself like <laughs> yesterday. And I honestly can't tell if it's sweat or if I have a little bit of poop on me, or what. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Um, can you recite some LNT principles in French? Uh, Les sept principes du voyage au nature. Wow. Prévoir et préparer à l'avance. Give me like a Travel and camp on durable surfaces. Oh, wait, wait. Utiliser des surfaces durables. Respecter l'environnement. What's the fourth? Uh, that's fire. Uh, reduce campfire impact. No idea. 
<laughs> yeah, it ends there. I haven't memorized any more. Can you say, leave what you find? Let's say, que tu trouves? Je ne sais pas. Nice. Uh, quelque chose comme ça. Yeah. All right, <laughs> we got Eric here, future UNC student. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And that was homework wow. from the trail. Wow. He's got wow. he's got his campers reciting L and T principles in French. You know, you could say anything in French. It just sounds so elegant. Yeah, it it's a cool wonderful. language. And if you were to say that in German, it sounds like you're invading a country. So I <laughs> the contrast. It's true. I, I have to say, I'm a little turned on from that. Who who knew the Leave No Trace principles could do that? I know. I mean, who whisper knew? me durable surfaces in my hair <laughs> <laughs> in French. P.O.D., can you recite the Leave No Trace principles in Spanish? Um, if I have them in front of me, I probably could, but I don't know them by heart. Just so. make up some Leave No Trace Camp on durable surfaces. Say it in Spanish. Poop wherever you want. Burn your poop. toilet paper. Burn, burn so, your jeans. How would you say camp on durable surfaces in Spanish? Um, actually, I don't know. Campar, duro. No, no. It, it would Servicado. be superficies... Um, Okay, moving on. (laughs) Let's get into donors. iTunes, iTunes Trail of the Month. No, we're not. We're not doing that deal though. (laughs) We got some donors. We had some donors. All right, we have. Sorry, we have Diane Pankers, Bobby Walters, Uh, 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 the Bobby Walters. That's right. Elizabeth Gigaganti, 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 Gigaganti. All right, Matt Murray, (laughs) Bernard Wolf, Gummy Bear. Ross Kinder, Craig, the Holly Gully, Holly Gully, and the Holly Gullies. I'm meeting Holly Gully tomorrow at the Diamond Shamrock somewhere in Denver <laughs> to get beer <laughs> to, to do a little beer handoff. And he has a trailer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, he's with a Texas flag. No. Justin Quality Knowles, Buddy Sesame, Buddy Sesame, Ken Steinhoff, Gringo Madness. Thanks for the beer, Gringo Madness. Excellent it. selections. The Texas that beer is fantastic. talk about that. That Belgian Trapel, that was yeah, delicious. That I, I would have drank oh some God. of that. Yeah, what have we been drinking? You I would have liked Joe? to try the Belgian Trapel, but just Snorgle started drinking it out of the bottle. So What can I say? Uh, it's she just took it over. Monday. She but just took l- it over. Let's continue to thank our listeners. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. We okay. have listeners? Yeah. So Ingrid Gerard, who again, uh, she just gives these wonderful Twitter. Yeah, she's got great. Sweets. Yeah. Samuel Emery. Karen Huss, as we just read that wonderful yes, letter. Yes, about Sully and Mark Strobel. Woohoo! And of course, Joey Bag of Donuts Richie. For our one ups, Joey Richie, as you said. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Miguel. Miguel Quinones. Thank you very much. And Timothy Plaza. Timothy Tribu. Hey, Tribu. Real quick, Mr. Miguel Quinones, we, we have a little shipment of Trail Show swag coming your way. That's right. That. Most generous donation. Many thanks to you, sir. We're sending them all the hats. That's all right. All the hats. We're sending 20 hats, right, Dilo? <laughs> all the hats. A couple dozen hats. Ex- I think I'm going to send something to uh, Q. Aww. Just from me, from POD to Q. Aww. Boom, bam. Aww. That's so right. Nice. And don't forget, if you want a hat, Mags Challenge, you have some time. That's right. Hashtag Mags Challenge. Get back to the trail. You'll love it. Get back to the trail and get on the trail. That's right. Give back to the trail that gives to you. Okay, so we've covered our donors, our mailbaggers, and our beer providers. Up next is the iTunes Gossamer Gear Trail of the Month. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were doing the Gossamer Gear Variety Show next. Yeah, we're gonna have a little. It's guess. all corporate sponsorship for <laughs> the trail show. Maybe we should take show. our last break. 
Yeah, let's do that. I'll tell you what. I need tr- a Marlboro. <laughs> yeah, do, do I need to, an unfiltered camel? Either that, he's becoming a coal miner. And we'll be right back. I'm going to come to your house and take the ice out of your refrigerator. The Trail Show is back. Sponsored by Gossamer Gear, the Talis Show. All right. It's time to do a beer review, people. So we've been, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we've been busting into these Texas beers. And uh, Gringo Madness did send us a few from RAR Brewery. And, a, rawr, and I think there's also rawr, a couple rawr, from... Like Dungeons and Dragons. Like Katy Perry. How do yeah. you spell RAR? R-A-H-R. Like Katy Perry. And there's also a few from Community Brewing, I think. But the uh, the RAR beers are very interesting, unusual beers. We had a Scottish A Scotch ale. coffee ale, which is probably my really one of my good. favorites of the night. It's surprisingly good. Oh, this... this you w- know, I normally don't like Scottish ales, and this was really yeah, great. Yeah, it's really good. So I can't really keep track of them all, but uh, what I can say is that he, once again, another listener who has offered up an incredible, diverse selection of beers. We've got pills. We've got some heffies. We've got this very interesting oatmeal pale ale. We're all drinking that right now. Very yeah. interesting. We've got the coffee stout. The mosaic IPA yep. from Community. I just, yeah. What was that Belgian triple that we yeah, had? Yeah, there was a Belgian triple that was so delicious. Who, who was that from? I don't remember. It's in the cooler now. It's gone into the vortex. But... um. I, I just got to say that we've had a couple different selections from Texas, and it's... Uh, Fantastic. Yeah. Everything Gr- is just really great. Must be the quality of the water. Gringo Madness home run. <laughs> yeah. We, snorkel's being uh, feisty over there, but the beer is really good. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for, for driving it out. And and I always appreciate when listeners uh, such as Snorkel as well take the time to pick out truly unique beers. And I know that Snorkel yeah. had to go to three different... Stores to get three different beers, and I can't even imagine what Gringo Madness had to go through to get thirteen different beers. And in my case, I had to drive it like a thousand miles. I'm sure Gringo also had to drive it for a thousand miles. Yeah. Yes, Max. I was going to say props to Snorkel. I love the brown ale. That's been my personal. The double brown. That's my favorite ever. That's my favorite for the season. That nut brown. Oh, that brown nut brown. The double nut. So if you're hiking the PCT, be sure to go to the Mammoth Brewery. And we didn't need to use the catapult to get it here tonight. So <laughs> we did. Right. Yeah, that, that, brought, that brown, all the mammoth beers are, are available at like three different towns in the eastern Sierra because those guys who run the brewery are like, you know, they're like ski hippies and they're like, oh man, we were going to like distribute, but then we were like, let's go skiing instead, bro. Just I like, like it. Just like Bobcat, man. Just like Bobcat. <laughs> just like Bobby. <laughs> And now it's time for trail tips. So these trail tips <laughs> were submitted by Tim Tribu Plaza, who's on the CDT right now. We read a letter from him earlier. So he actually gave us two trail tips, and what? I'm inclined to read them both. But we're going to start mm. with the second one. Okay. And we're going to finish with the first. The second one says, I have encountered lots of hikers with shin splints. Two tips. Flex your instep to its fullest when your foot is in the shoe, and then tie your laces snug, but not too tight. And 
When feasible, going downhill, point your toes and land more forefoot to mitigate the flopping effect that so often causes shin splints. Flopping effect. Delo. What about stretching? Stretching also helps. It's, it, there's a point flex stretch you can do with the aid of your rain jacket. Look it up on the computer. We're not going to talk about it now. We're not. Moving but isn't, on. isn't stretching the reason why, isn't the lack of stretching the reason why shin splints are caused in the first place? Well, not necessarily. No. Not necessarily. I thought that shin splints, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong because I probably am, but shin splints were caused by your calf muscle being too tight and pulling against the front of your shin. It's an over- <laughs> it's Certain huge. shoes can exacerbate it as well as. Uh, what can exacerbate know? it? Certain shoes. Certain uh-huh. shoes, shoes, you know. So if you're you're really getting some shin splints and they're not going away, just switch your shoes. See if it helps. A yeah. lot of times it's overuse injury as well. Yeah. And it could also be flopping. And I, I feel like taking a meditation break in the middle of your day and doing some yoga would just heal all of your ails. Right. And you so, know, the thing about shin splints, too, is like, you know, if, if you're, you've ever run cross-country, which I have not, apparently, you know, beginning of the season, shin splints are pretty common because your muscles aren't there. But if you're on the CDT and well, let me you're tell you, them a thousand miles in, switch your shoes, bro. Oh, in do two, some yoga. In 2008, my last week on the PCT, out of nowhere, I got the worst case of shin splints. It's because you were using that weird rain skirt that... I, your gate. I was walking funny because the yeah. r- the rain skirt was constrictive and I couldn't use my normal gait. So I was oh, doing this weird yeah. short step. And I, I, I promise you, the last day on the PCT, I was in so much pain. He was. And I, I was just like, how is this happening? This is my last week on the trail and I've got the worst case of shin splints I've ever had so in my life. So seasoned hiker, 2,600 miles of hiking through forests and mountains and, and snow bears. and rain and fires. And gets shin splints with... Going into Sahican, he had shin splints. I could tell he was in a lot of pain. You should have had more sticky buns at the bakery. All right, let's go to the second shelter because this one's really good. You know, if if your 11-year-old's listening to the show right now, they might need to shield shield their ears or turn them away. No. This is a bit... I've never heard this trail tip before. Pewdie doesn't seem to think anything of it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'll let you all well, come to your own conclusions. Some listeners might not like it. I haven't heard it myself. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. So, disclaimer, now go. For, I, I haven't heard it at all, so I'm very excited. From, from Tribu. I think this is sort of an alternative to a wet wipe. Regarding the rewipe advice involving a sort of douche a la stream, as per an answer given by Skirka, it's called spit, people. Just what? spit, just spit on the teepee and get all up in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? It's the same idea as like a uh, a, a, a wet, wet wipe, wipe. and yeah. then you don't have to carry the weight of the wet wipe. No doubt, dude. And no so perfume I've from never, the. Why is that for bad for eleven year olds? Although I like the perfume why? in the anus. Man, P.O.D. made this sound like this was almost no, X-rated. No, I didn't. He did. No, in the car Who, you were like, I did this not. Is blow your, this, Wait, we're this talking is about spitting on a piece of toilet paper and then shoving it up. Like, no, we're not. Uh, Who shoves toilet well, paper? Guys, uh, guys, it's really nice to have perfume. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is so, because smells and perfume smells nice. So what if you've okay. got a little cotton yeah. mouth, a little dry mouth going on when you're hiking? Could you just use like water from your water bottle in your toilet paper? You could. Yeah, Why of not? course. It's the same thing. It's well, a lubricant. I think that's... <laughs> well, that, if, if you're looking for a lubricant, that's there's a little body Spring glide, water, snow, glide. spit, whatever. It's you know, insane. these lubricants are good if you find yourself <laughs> near, a, near a crack, let's say. And, oh, oh, no, mind. Buck 30 carries out a full <laughs> bottle of lotion while he's hiking. Yeah, he did tell us that. Whoa, whoa. Uh, Alrighty. Anyway, I don't think this, this is X-rated. It's just giving no. it an option uh, for... Yeah. It's, it's not X-rated, but it's pretty graphic, I would say. No, it's not. 11-year-olds wipe their own butt. 
It's, I don't yeah. think it's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, but who, who spits on their toilet paper? Well, whatever, dude. I think it's a good out. idea. You know, the so thing is, if you're trying water. to be ultralight, you want to get your toilet paper to do its maximum cleaning job with the minimal amount of grams of toilet paper carried. Junaid yeah. would tell us that toilet paper is optional and you don't actually need it. Well, right, of course. Country bidet. Right. But if you're going to carry toilet paper and you don't also want to carry wet wipes, what he's saying is toilet paper is light because it doesn't have any water content. Whereas wet wipes have the liquid already in them, so they're heavier. So True. just add the liquid in the backcountry by spitting on it. There There's it more is. than one way. D-Lo. I just want to say, I've been to Janae's house. I've used his bathroom. He doesn't have toilet paper. He's got a <laughs> five-gallon bucket of rocks in his bathroom. <laughs> he does. They're all really smooth, to his credit. They're all really smooth rocks. Yeah. Now, do you but flush he's got those? Rocks. Yeah, what do you do there with the rocks when He's got a bucket of clean rocks, and he's got a bucket of dirty rocks. Ooh. Does he hike out those dirty rocks? He no, he, 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 he just hoses. Does he rewash them? I, I he rewashes Snorkel. He hoses them down and puts them back in the he's clean rocks. He hoses bucket. them down, or does he put them like in a dishwasher? Snorkel, I didn't Something. Some things you don't want to ask about when you're at somebody else's. He house. has an autoclave. He puts on a tray. <laughs> yeah, I think good. he might. Maybe he bakes them. So thank you to Tribu <laughs> for that. Those trail tips. Word up, awesome. Tribu. Fantastic. Man. Did you have? Did you play the outro music already? I yeah. already did, man. I was imagining something X-rated. Something, I did not. Something red. Snorkel, get your mind quality. out of the gutter, red please. Red show quality. Uh, get your mind out. Maybe of the gutter. that was PG. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Disco, you disappointed parental, me. Parental guidance. You disappointed me. I'm sorry, Snarkle. Yeah, I was expecting a lot worse. I, you're talking I am about to it. disappoint. Okay, very good. So we're moving on to... That's what P.O.D. says. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, Snarks. It's time for Ask a Hiker with Mike DiLorenzo. This month on this month's Ask a Hiker, we have three questions. Just a synopsis really quick here. We've got Jacob Zender who needs to detox. I tell Elizabeth... Higanti to ride a bike, not hike. And the Nash Rambler wonders about etiquette. Nash Rambler. Here I we go, it. people. Question number one is from Jacob Zender, who writes via Facebook. I just got back from a three-day, two-night backpack to Pear Lake in Sequoia. My wife and I took hashtag less gear so we could pack in a growler of Belching Beaver's Peanut Brown Stout. Excuse me, that's Peanut Butter Stout for hashtag more beer. I have one Ask a Hiker question. That's a good move. For longer backpacks, how do you balance weight reduction and wanting to pack in delicious craft brews? Oh. I think we've answered this a couple times. Pat's I don't know ba- that we have. It's Pat's called whiskey. Well, Pat's backcountry, of course. Yeah, that's true. Yep, there's Pat's. Okay, so those are your options, basically. You've got Pat's backcountry, beer gel, and you've got whiskey. Or, or, or you can do like our friend Cliff Clavin and, and pack out... Two six-pack of tall boys from every town stop. Uh, and I think, Jacob, maybe you should really ask yourself, why, when you're in the beauty of the woods, you need to medicate yourself with alcohol? <laughs> yeah, because Dilo never medicates with anything when he's in the beauty of never. the woods. Never. I just right. soak uh, in the beauty. Basically, Jacob, I sit with my legs in the zen position, my arms resting on my thighs, and my fingers you know, doing the whatever it is that mudra. I'm doing right now. The yeah, the mudra. mudra. I'm mudra. doing the mudra right now. Jacob, if you could only see me. And that's how I relax in the woods. Dilo's method is ultralight. Yeah. It's true. Uh, actually, I always pack in some whiskey. Well, you can do like my friend Jack and the Beanstalk on the PCT and just fill up your platy, your 40-ounce platy with beer. You know, I think if As I were... As you go across the desert. Because I only do like 22-hour hikes nowadays, I can afford to bring in whiskey. But if I were to do something a little bit longer, such as the Wind River High Route, I would probably defer to the detox and... Um, 
Enjoy the marijuana. <laughs> Dilo's doing the full motor right now. This is this is amazing. Amazing. Okay. okay yeah. yeah, it's like the More seventh question. wonder of the freaking world. <laughs> All right, second here. question. <laughs> Wait, what was that, Max? Go, go namaste yourself, It was the something of the freaking world. What did you just say? It's like the seventh wonder of the world. <laughs> question number two is from Where's My Rap Music? Elizabeth Jigaganti. Boom, bam. Jigaganti. I, I have no rap music, Dilo. Sorry. I just need a beat, man. Give me a beat. The music's mm. thumping. Mm. We, we couldn't get the rights to that straight out of Compton. All right, so uh, Elizabeth album. writes, Dilo and the Trail Show. I want to do a little brewery tour in Boulder before we go out to the Springs. Ooh. Could you guys drop a few names for us to visit? Maybe a short list of must-try beers. I think I like beer more along the lines of what P.O.D. likes. Yes! Whatever. But I'll try anything. Yes! Ooh. He likes the hops, but same. He'll drink anything. Basically, for someone who has never been to the area, what must we absolutely be sure to do there in one day? Muchas gracias. Much love. Elizabeth Giganti. <laughs> How dare you? In the year 2000, in and year in the year 2000, stuck in my head all day. Oh, that's I think w- we should finally. Send, we should put up a link to our the brew yeah, hack that yeah, we did. I was about well, to say the brew I, hack we did of what I remember it was really so. Really there's fun. that, and I'm pretty sure you only remember about 25. There's that, and there's also our friend Martin Mapes. Who put together okay. the uh, Boulder, are, Boulder, whatever it is, D-Lo, beer are, trail? Are we getting the Martin Mapes interview or not? Probably not, but okay. I mean, I could. I know Martin. He's, I used to work with him. I mean, but you've been saying that, but we don't have. All right, you I want, want me to reach interview. out to Martin? We'll we'll Skype him in. We're in it all the West. Sounds like a plan. He lives in Boulder. Why are we oh. Skyping him in? Shouldn't I don't know. <laughs> all right, we'll get Come Martin on. to hang out with us. He's uh, he's a nice guy. But well, do we have some recommendations though? Yes, yeah. basically, Please. here's Please. my recommendation. You right? You know what my recommendation is? Rent a bike. Don't try hiking. Rent a bike and what? bike and this is bike. A trail show. Yeah, yeah come know, on, Dilo. What are you doing? But if you want to see the we most, we gotta share the trail. Snorkel. But if you want to see the most breweries, rent a bike and do Martin Mapes's route. Martin <laughs> Mapes has got a Ma- wonderful I seem website. I remember some cross country on our route. But yeah, yeah, but that's because you guys screwed up. Martin Mapes has got <laughs> it no, dialed in. No, we took an alternate route. Does anybody know Martin Mapes's website? I will say just as a reminder about the bike. Here's legal the trail show. You can technically get a BUI. In Colorado. But you can't get a WUI. Yeah. yeah. I say good high luck. Five. I say Long good luck. High five. Yeah. Good luck getting a BWI during the daytime riding a bike. I, good luck with that. I'm just putting that out there. But That's there are true. bike rental if stations. Would know, bike rental be stations. Throughout, yeah. the, throughout the Boulder area, you yeah. just... You have these red bikes are really sturdy, and there's plenty of bike paths. Basically, you pick up a bike in central Boulder and head east up the barrel and come back. Elizabeth, I would recommend renting a tandem bike, and you can have the non-drinker in your group actually do the pedaling while you sit on the back of the tandem (laughs) bike. hold on tight. Hold on tight, and you can get as inebriated as you need to be. But rent a bike, don't bother hiking, and you can see them all without... Drinking and driving, per se. Okay. Although I would like to put a, a pitch in for Redstone Meadery, which we did not make it to because they oh. were closed at like some lame hour. But we did go to JL's Distillery, which Ooh. was awesome. Oh, yeah, and that also did some damage. <laughs> that did some damage. That beat cocktail, yeah. perfect ice cube. But the Redstone Meadery, second biggest meadery in uh, the country. And yeah. pick pick up some Camel Unfiltered a little bit more. <laughs> Incidentally, Pewdie and Made I did. In Boulder, Colorado. We did go to the Redstone Meadery after the fact, and it's quite good. Yeah, yeah. Very they tasty. make a, They do a great tour. They do a great tour, and they have good grief. It's like ten plus yeah. meads, they different types of meads. Mead. 
blow your mind. They have a hoppy me that your boyfriend might like. That's Disco's yeah. favorite. That, I, well, they, I like the, that, the, the original. Juniper. Yeah, the that mountain, juniper. That's my favorite, too. The it, mountain honey wine. That's his favorite tree. Just just in that oh. little area, you can go to the meadery. You can go to two distilleries and a brewery. Right. And there you, it is. You could actually walk around those places. But if you yeah. got on a bike, you could go further. You could go out to further brew. or farther. Right. I was actually going to say that same thing, Peyote. And I don't know why do you harass and me? And just right here at Casa Mag Studio, Casa Manana, there's two breweries, like a disti- and a distillery, and, and a dispensary. Can, and can we dispensary. have some names, P Mags? Well, there's um, Brew B R U. Let's just throw up the website. Let's just throw up our route. Yeah, Martin Mapes. It'd be easier. Martin Mapes has got it. MartinMapes.com. Okay. BoulderBrewHike.com. No, if you search for Question. Martin, uh, we don't know what BoulderBasedExtremeAthlete.com. Uh, that's good. <laughs> I have one more question here. That's Bobcat's favorite, by the way. Dilo's rocking out. He's Oh, hey, you guys ready for me? Yeah, let's go, baby. Stops talking already? Okay, great. Here we go. Why is Dilo rolling on the ground? All I wanted when I came out here was to see Dilo rolling on the ground. I just need a camel unfiltered. Oh, my God. Here we go. Is there an English No, I just don't. I got diarrhea from my son, and then I got a cold from the English. I don't know what to tell you. The Nash Rambler writes via email. <laughs> hell of a hashtag hell of a vacation. <laughs> Just got back from a short backcountry trip with my son and two of his rotsy buds. It was their first time roughing it. After ten miles of mountain hiking with these novices, we came back to camp to find that our tents had been rummaged through, and our food that was in a waterproof bag had been lowered from the bear cable. And also have been tampered with. What? Now I know bears and other woodland critters are very intelligent, but most don't have the motor skills to operate a cable pulley system. Yeah, that's people. Like most experienced hikers, I always bring a little extra food should we come across someone in need. And I have no problem with sharing, but I prefer to at least be present to offer the food. I thought there was an unspoken code of ethics to stay out of each other's stuff. I really would like to know the trail show's opinion on this. I never leave food in camp. Max. Man, the first what? thing, what WTF is my... Max, so, what do you think? Well, I say, you know, I've been back to the homeland, so I would get some people named Joey and Rocco <laughs> with the baseball bats <laughs> and just really show them some good trail etiquette. <laughs> I, you know, I, we don't, I mean, we don't do very many day hikes or... That's like, a base camp sort yeah, of. Yeah, that's a base yeah. camp situation, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that's not, I think that's not our experience. But uh, Snorkel and Allgood and I, the last day in the SHR, we stopped early at like 6 p.m. And we are like, it's so early. What should we do? Let's go for a walk. And we did leave our food in camp, but we were in a trailless area, so no one's going to come in. But I will say that I think in areas where there's lots of traffic, be it human or creature, I, I wouldn't leave my food. I would put no. it in my backpack. I would set up my tent and stuff, but... I would put it in my backpack. That was my question. How far were they in from the trailhead? You know, yeah. it's like a less than five mile hike to a beautiful lake. That's awesome. But as you said, a high traffic area. Yeah. And anything that's accessible. Most people who do that type of thing are just lazy. Yeah. yeah. You don't. If you're 20 miles in the back country, that's probably not going to happen. So as if much. you're doing a five mile hike, Max just called you lazy. P.S. Yeah. No, no I say just... most people who do, you know, bad things are lazy. No, they want crimes opportunity. I'm just kidding. Yeah, they're predators. Predators always look for the easiest target. You know, I think this is really uncommon. Just like they did with Swami in Colombia. Yeah. Uh, Look at this weddle right here. (laughs) Look at this weddle. I bet you he won't run up those stairs to get away from me. Pinche viejo weddle. Well, there's a good example. Swami ran. 
The guy was like, ah, hell with this. Yeah, yeah. he's 230 pounds. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but there's like football linebackers are really muscular and weigh more than that. They're yeah. not lazy. Yeah. Whereas this guy says, him and your money, not, not, not quite as ambitious. Yeah. And the guy, maybe it was the same guy. Maybe Columbia. it was. Maybe. That, that tampered with Nash Rambler's food in the, the cable he, system. He yeah, spends I, his time between the two places. That's You know, I, w- I would submit that that's a pretty odd scenario because... I think it seems rare. Like, that's even weird. like going through the effort of taking someone's food bag down from a cable system, that's above and beyond like the normal... Well, here's their tent that on the ground. That would have me out, honestly. Yeah. If it looked like a human and not a person... I would have been like, eh. A human and not a person? I mean, no. a human and not an animal? I would have been like, maybe we need to move our camp. Pack if, it out. If someone Pack it cares out. that much, they probably need the food more than you do. Dilo, like what's your take too. on it? Uh, I think it's probably a rare occurrence. I don't think people really steal food from other people in the... Even if you are only a few miles from the trailhead, it just seems like a rare occurrence to me. For a thing probably stolen. just probably yeah. just one bad apple in the bunch, you know? Just like this, the bad apple that ruined drinking... Beer at the dinner. It was probably Buck Thirty because it he left was. his yeah. food in our cooler. He yeah. was like, "I need yeah. some more food." And he got Wait, off. The what trail. kind of food was it? Was it health food or was it kind of like garbage? Because then I'd believe it's Buck Thirty. Maybe it was some carrot cake. The Nash Ooh. Rambler does not elaborate on what type of food was okay. stolen. Nash, we need more details. It is, well, I think we can all agree it's very unusual. I've heard. I think of, it's yeah. unusual. I do too. I've heard of problems at car campgrounds. Sure. <laughs> but not ever on a backpack. Actually, I've yeah. had somebody steal my marijuana before. That's a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was. It, it, it's not different when you like smoke the dude down and then you like leave and then he steals your marijuana. Whoa! What happened to me? Yes, yeah, yeah. got. Was you, that in Colorado? You, no, it was in New Hampshire. You got him blazed and then he blazed. You, and then bro. he and then he like stole my marijuana and when I showed up back he left hmm. when I oh. returned he left so a little sketchy someone, bro didn't someone once ask if this is an appropriate show for children it's not yeah oh, I don't okay. think so especially what? with that trail tip earlier yeah. come on that could be in the news that's, that's hey marijuana's legal is? man marijuana's legal it's yeah. like alcohol okay. it's like I had this like huge flask of whiskey in my pack yeah. and this dude stole it from me it I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It happens, man. Yeah, I don't know, D-Lo. I think you're uh, 20 years it. from now, your children will say, oh, my parents, they smoke marijuana. What children? And then they drank. The, and they made me listen the to the trail show. The children of the world. It's a generic term. I didn't know the about it until I listened to the he, trail show. He's got one in a pending. I do. Yeah. Mr. Max. Oh, yeah. I think it's time for a little gear review. But man, first. This, this is stripping music. Let's rock out. I fully... Max is still wearing his shorts. Wait, wait. Somebody filmed some video. All right, Max. You got a gear review this month? We have a gear review. Okay. <laughs> it gets you going in the morning. It gets you going in the afternoon. It helps you. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm really sorry, guys. Dilo, please. I apologize. It's a gear that helps you poop. Oh, whoa. Now, okay. It comes in many forms. Yeah. It's coffee. Coffee? How is coffee gear, dude? Oh, freaking leaving. I'm freaking leaving. I'm done. Dilo just left the studio. Coffee in my med kit. Yeah. What? Yeah, coffee is one of the the drugs. Dilo just left the studio. Quick, lock the door so we can't get back. Lock the door. Going to partake in another drug that counts as gear. So I would say it's a wonder. It's a wonder drug, if you will. Yeah. I will. Or caffeine. Most hikers don't have problems pooping, though. Yeah, oh, but I would say you have the coffee, though you're more regular. Coffee helps you poop? I think just walking and making sure you're hydrated is supposed to help. 
Yeah, I think coffee Unless, sort of speeds up the process. Trip. Maybe you did a weekend trip. Uh, you drove six maybe hours. Your trail had everything's compacted. Maybe you're buck thirty and you eat total garbage on the trail. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Wow, constipated because all you eat is sugar and white flour. Or maybe you're the <laughs> onion and all you do is steal ice cubes from your friends. Oh, whoa, <laughs> man! But, but think about this coffee. <laughs> and if you do the coffee like the Starbucks Via yeah. with the gummy bear chews, you made your own power blocks, right? Yes, and. The the instant coffee mixed with a hot chocolate, ooh, it's like it's a mocha. It's a there, there's so mocha. much you can do with it. coffee. You can do it. Here. You can put it on your toilet paper, dude. You can snort it. <laughs> you can snort. It. Here's uh, a pro <laughs> tip for you: you get some snow, you put it in your Gatorade bottle. You add the Starbucks for you. Add a little cocoa. You mix it. Add some Nido powder. Nido. What's yeah. Nido? Whole milk powder. Oh, come on, you don't want to explain what Talus is, but you ask what Nido is. Mags. Yeah, come on, Pod. Mags. Will someone tell our poor poor listeners what Talus is? Dilo. Mags. But anyways, you have your own mochaccino <laughs> in the backcountry. <laughs> what? What? Why Starbucks via is is Nescafe Folgers Trader Joe's, Joe's man Trader Joe's Trader Joe's talk to me what's what brand instant like Trader well, Joe's coffee in a little packet I, I, I say Starbucks via because you can buy it in bulk ah, pretty easily it's uh-huh. foul no way it's we, we were foul. we were at Trader Joe's today and that that it's like is two bucks for ten so of them? much cheaper than two okay. bucks for ten and it's yeah, already the Starbucks via is like eight dollars for six of them or something no like that. I don't terrible. pay that much I pay fifty terrible. cents a pack Sometimes at Costco yeah. Not, still not worth it. But still, 50 cents a pack is a lot. Star, you know, Trader Joe's is oh. cheaper. Folgers is even cheaper still. Is there a distinct flavor difference between Starbucks Via, Folgers, yes, and Trader yes, Joe's? And yes, yes. Starbucks Via is the worst. Is it? Tell us oh. why. How dare you, so P.O.D.? It's so bitter. All right. Yes, yeah. Ms. Well, Snorkel. So, so, so Megs, can you tell us the difference between a Starbucks Via or some sort of equivalent Nescafe Trader Joe's? And say like a caffeine pill or just like, you know, like a... Well, caffeine pill is just, you know... It has no a, flavor. Yeah. No flavor. It, no, the thing... Here's the thing with, with that. Um, no flavor. Disco uses caffeine pills in the afternoon sometimes in the real world. That's incorrect. And I do sometimes, but there's something about having a coffee that's so good. And you can add it to your water. You make like a little and coffee And if you drink. make a hot coffee, this is a, this is a Snorks... All good tip, and you break off a piece of chocolate of your good chocolate bar. Oh, and put come it in on, there. backcountry you... barista. No, so wait a minute. Good. Wait a minute. Why wouldn't you just carry a bag of English breakfast tea? <laughs> half. It only has half the caffeine. Yeah. Too bad. And it turns your teeth brown. Yeah, but it's English breakfast. Let's rock out a little bit. So, English breakfast. Full, English full breakfast, disclosure: English uh, breakfast. at least one, two, three, coffee, four coffee, of coffee. us. Yeah. Four of us are on these weird energy cubes that I picked up at an uh, outdoor retailer. Yeah, what is that That stuff? Uh, I don't know. Coffee. But I, um, wait, wait, wait. No, actually, don't say their name. They're not a whoa. paid advertiser on the show. Do you guys uh, see what I see? I see, like, trails when I wave my hand around. <laughs> <laughs> but They're, it's chocolate and... With infuse the coffee, yeah, cho- chocolate with coffee, but it's kind of like a chew. It's chewier than chocolate, kind of like a, a really cross nice. between like a. Well, Max, can you talk to us bear? about Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee on the way to the trailhead? Oh, oh, so Dunkin' Donuts. I actually did that. D and I did it donkeys. I did this past weekend. <laughs> donkeys. I actually had a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee on the way to the trailhead this past weekend. W- was it amazing? Uh, how was it? They make the best iced coffee because most okay. places put hot coffee and stick ice in it yeah. and dilutes it. P.O.D., can you tell True. us? I mean, you were a barista for many years. Can you tell us about the process of making an iced coffee versus a, a normal coffee? Because my impression is it's actually more expensive to make an iced coffee than, than it is to make your normal brew. Only because of the ice. 
I mean, there's the cost of the ice. Do you that's hear that, Onion? The ice costs money. <laughs> oh, the ice costs yeah. money, man. The Onion is a guy Pay who up, doesn't man. appreciate ice. So he doesn't appreciate the cost involved in refrigerating and freezing the water. Before you get fired by the Onion, we'll just say that's our <laughs> gear review. Is it's coffee. inevitable, dude. The Onion is going to lash out at us. It's coffee. Coffee. Okay. The elixir of life. The onion hates the trail show. Hashtag. Unfortunately, this is the time of the show where we end the show. Ugh. I know. Ugh. It's been a great show. All those Stitcher listeners went away. They're I haven't gone. tried all 12 beers yet. Oh, well, hey, we, we got a long ride home. Yeah, <laughs> we still got to crack some. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. A big thanks to Liz Snorkel Thomas for guesting on tonight's show. Mm-hmm. Check her out at eathomas.com. Big thanks to Gringo Madness and Snorkel for providing tonight's great yes. beverages. We've had a few lovely beverages. I think the Epic IPA and uh, that Scotch Coffee uh, number are in the running for Trail Show Beer of the Year. And, of course, thanks to all our monthly PayPal donors. Keep those iTunes reviews coming, D'Lo. Please, resur- let us resurrect that segment. We love it, it would make, so It much. would make the onions so happy. Uh, it really would. You can always that find us at thetrailshow.com. On Twitter.com at The Trail Show. On Facebook, Instagram, and Cafe Press at The Trail Show. On Stitcher Radio. And, of course, on iTunes. We're also on Twitter. I'm at L-A-W-T-O-N-G. Max is at P-Max-Co. D-Lo is at D-L-O-W-P-O-D is at Felicia Darkness. Snorkel's at E-A Thomas. D-Lo's waving his hand. The next month on the Gossamer Gear, the Talus Show, we debut a new segment <laughs> from The Onion called Why I Like Ice. <laughs> I, I was hoping for the uh, Onions Ice Review. The Onions Ice <laughs> Review Ooh, next month yeah. on the Talus Show, sponsored by Gossamer Gear. P.O.D. Oh, another trail show has come and gone, but don't fret. <laughs> we'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. And we're doing it live. And From we're, we're doing it live. And today's episode of the trail show was brought to you by Gossamer Gear, whose mission is to improve your backpacking experience. The good folks at Gossamer Gear live to create and produce products that will further enhance your enjoyment by lightening your load. They've been featured in Backpacker <laughs> Magazine, Nat Geo Adventure, and New York Times. Check out their amazing line of backpacks and ultralight carbon fiber trekking poles today at GossamerGear.com. Take less. Do more. In addition Gossamer to lightening gear. your load, the Gossamer Gear folks are sponsoring my child's college education. No, yes, no, thank Gilo, you, Gossamer please. Gear. Okay. If Gossamer Gear is lightening your load, what what is it doing that's different than coffee? Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Until then, for the Princess of Darkness, oh, Snorkel, Max. Really? Did you just say that? D'Lo oh. and Snorkel. Gosh. I'm Disco. Ciao. Q. Sully. Sully. Q. Q. Sully. Get on the get on the trail 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 get on the get on the trail get on the trail get on the trail get on the trail Spit on your teepee. Oh, man. Dude, that's just weird. Why wouldn't you just use water? Get on the track! We're besties. Because I am a multicultural human being, I was aware of all these things. We did have a ZD course.
And I honestly can't tell if it's sweat or if I have a little bit of poop on me. 